Hello and welcome to the Hey What You Watching podcast, the Haycast. Uh, I'm your co-host, Marcelo Pico, and with me as usual is... It's me, it's Matt, hi. Hey, um, <laughs> what, uh, see, when when we do these intros, uh, I like to intro them because, uh, it, I don't know, like you, Matt, you've done like pretty much every single intro for the show and but when things go when, when things go wrong or when we need to address something i usually come in and say hey welcome to the show something something broke we need to fix it but you know this one uh two things real quick uh we'll say so first real thing, quick because i gotta go in real quick because matt i mean matt is not as usual recording you know studio uh, no, I'm at work. no he's at work so we got to do this real quick uh, i'll just say uh, okay i'll say my thing real, real quick okay we're we were behind on episodes, and so this we're if you're listening to this like as as you're you know downloading the podcasts, uh, yes we skipped like two episodes, but don't worry. You're, we you're, did. Don't worry, you'll hear them. You're gonna hear them in the future. Don't worry. But even quicker, we gotta go even quicker. Guys. Oh my. God. <laughs> okay, so yes, that's that. And now also, Matt. I mean, in the last episode, they, that, <laughs> there's a giant fucking truck. <laughs> Matt is out. Oh, Are you Pepsi, outside? Oh, a Pepsi truck. A Pepsi truck. Relevant. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're releasing this the all day. Right, right, oh right, my right, god! All right, all right, here's how it's gonna go. I'm gonna do the intro real quick, and then uh, you're gonna do whatever you need to do. Cause I gotta get back into work. <laughs> I hate you so much. Okay, so Matt, you screwed up the episode title in the, in the in this did. episode. So this is the new episode title. Go ahead, Matt. Yes. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to Hey, What You Watching, the weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode 64, podcast in a blue dress, and with me as usual is. Hey, it's Marcelo Pico. Okay. All right, cool, man. I gotta go back to work. I'll see you in a little bit. This is the most crazy thing I've ever done. Okay, so bye. Much, so much fun. Bye. All right, bye. Hang up. Hang up, Matt. Bye. Bye. <laughs> How you doing, Matt? Terrific. Glad we can finally get this off the ground again. Hey, we're back. Well, I mean, it's uh, again. It's, we had some, we had some scheduling issues, it, but it, you know, it's something that the listener probably won't um, you know have to deal with if they listen to, back to it like a year from now. But True. for True. for those listening in real time, hey, you know, we we may have been behind a few episodes, but hey, we're back. You know, We're sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, we again, apologize profusely. It's been a busy time for both of us, so uh, yes. we're back. Um, and hey, you know, I mean, we've been working on the websites. I've been working on other podcasts. Uh, I mean, Matt, yeah, you, you do a lot of those. Uh, maybe too many. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you have a, a Hollywood actor on one of your podcasts. Yeah, uh, we had. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, but this point. Maybe people talk it up. Uh, I mean, yeah, Pat Healy was on Colorado Street, but that was yes. It. But yeah, go back and listen to that if you haven't. And if and if you're a new subscriber to this uh, freak show, uh, then hey, <laughs> thanks for listening. And, hey, be nice. <laughs> but yeah, we, we had a we had like a nice bump in the week, and so, so hopefully we'll grow from there uh, in yeah. terms of of subscribers. But yes, thank you. Um, 
I forgot to check. Like we, I, I, this should be a thing where we should check if we have like a new iTunes uh, uh, review. That's a good thing we should check at all times because yeah. I should be looking at that a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm gonna tell you now, Matt. We have no new reviews, and it may, oh. it may, be, it may be because we haven't released the last episode at this point yet. So th- this I mean, is true. I'm, okay, for people listening now, uh, hey, go give us a five star review on iTunes. You get a prize. You get a prize. Yeah. What was the prize again, Matt? Um, I'm not. I'm not devolving <laughs> that information. You get a prize if you yes. if your username on iTunes is recognizable to us. Uh, <laughs> we know who you are. We know who you are. Uh, you know what? Just say if you have a Twitter handle, put that in your review, and I'll find yeah. you. I will find you. Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right, Liam Neeson. <laughs> say like, uh, I enjoy the podcasts of the Talk from Society. Uh, I enjoy Matt Curione and Marcelo Pico on Hey What You Watching. I enjoy Rocky Juarez on Colorado Streets. I enjoy okay. I, I enjoy Mike Schindler on Soderbergh twenty eight twenty eight. I enjoy He's also pretty okay. I enjoy all the writers uh, of the website on the Talk from Society podcast writers room episodes. Well, not all of them. <laughs> uh, so so please give me a prize and here's my Twitter handle at. Your Twitter. Your so, so please give me a prize. Basically, beg us for a prize. Say, put all that in your review, and you will get a prize. So yes, exactly what I said. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> have you eaten anything disgusting lately, Matt? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, that's that's being a good boy. But I mean, in in the long course of you eating disgusting things, uh, I mean, where would you put... Taking a break. I'm taking a break. On the scale of that, where would you put pineapples on pizza? I think that's pretty delicious. But only when it's like a Hawaiian pie that has, like, pineapples and ham. Well, you're... I should not have brought this up. This is making me... No, I, I, like, ho- I like Hawaiian pizza. Sorry. This is making me ill. I don't like pineapples on pizza, and I especially don't like ham. Like in general, I don't like ham. Yeah, I, I, I only eat ham at Thanksgiving, and that's it. Uh, what about I'll, turkey? That's when you eat the big, big dumb bird. Yeah, I, well, I can have both. I can have a slice of ham and a slice of turkey. Damn, fancy ass rich family having two kinds of meats. Well, I wouldn't say that. They, <laughs> I mean, it, it gets to a point where we only need the one. We kind of just overdo it. But that—that's gotcha. it. I don't put. I, I try not to put ham on sandwiches. I don't seek it out. It's I don't yeah I don't like ham and ham on pizza no that's uh, uh, pretty good anyway that's that is a disgusting thing that I should be that uh, <laughs> I should be uh, at, least, uh, at least it's not a uh, donut sandwich no uh, well, yeah, <laughs> all this stemmed, I hate you so much for posting that because it was disgusting and I did not care for that all this stemmed from a conversation we had on our uh, on our website's Slack channel where. I put that down for a reason. I think it's it, this is all like inside baseball stuff, anyway. But yes, I, I put in a picture of a uh, of a donuts mayonnaise sandwich, which oh, stop, disgusting. See the the way I'm you feel, just thinking about the it. way you feel now is the way I feel about pineapples on pizza. I it's cannot, not nearly as bad. Ugh, nearly, it's it's getting there. Donuts dipped in mayonnaise. Okay, sure. <laughs> donuts dipped in mayonnaise. Disgusting. Pineapple on pizza? Uh, I mean, it's it's on the same wavelength for me. It's, it's, oh, I don't think so. Oh yeah, that's. Oh, anyway, um, that's not disgustingness. I think. Anyway, we love our listeners. <laughs> we, do we? Do. We, do. we do. We do. We we love our listeners. I don't know. 
Again, Maybe. Listen, listen to that Pat Healy episode, all right, yes. if, if you it's haven't already. It's it's great. I think it turned out well. It, Who knows? You might hear him again soon. Maybe. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Well, the gears are in motion. The gears are in motion. But it was an hour and 50 minutes of of uh, great talk. Yeah, well, I'm going to have him on here for three hours. What do you think about that? <laughs> we, ta- we talked about Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. We hey, that's a, a good movie. We talked about Magnolia. We talked about uh, Winter Soldier. We talked about uh-huh. Cheap Thrills. Uh, and yeah. talk about the Innkeepers at all? I didn't make it that far. I didn't make it all the way through. Uh, how dare you, Matt? Go back and listen to the whole thing. It's great. Sorry, I only listen to podcasts in the car. Sorry. Oh, anyway, um, we. I, I think he mentions Innkeepers. Um, he does mention compliance. Uh, okay. And yeah, uh, yeah. Again, we could have talked for like another hour. I was only going to talk me and Rocky, and it's Rocky. Uh, I have to thank Rocky 100 percent for getting Pat Healy because because Rocky's the man. Come yeah, on. yeah uh, they're friends on Twitter, and I think they've met in real life. And like Pat Healy's the best. So Rocky's like, hey, it is known. Hey, you know, uh, be on this podcast, please. And he's like, absolutely. But no, like Rocky's like, okay, sure. Rocky had all the questions. He like it was just him and Pat. And I was just sitting back. I was like, "Oh, this is this is actually a great conversation that I'm not a part this of." This is happening. <laughs> and then, hey, this is happening. Then at the end, I finally jumped in with like just just talking about cheap thrills, Pat. And then he talked about cheap thrills. <laughs> yeah, it was great, and it was a highlight of my podcasting. It's not really a career. It's just my. It is. No, my. my uh, you my, do it all the time, right? My it, life. It gives you gives you fulfillment. My life in podcasting. That's one of the highs. So. Yeah, there you it's go. your career. It gives you fulfillment, and uh, it's something you like doing all the time. Hey, it's time for another high. I can't, I, I can't stop getting high. I'm addicted. Jesus, <laughs> I know of a good counselor you can speak to. Let's have a great show this episode. Let's have the cool. best show we've ever had with this episode. I'm hoping for. Uh, no pressure on our guest. Not, not to put too much pressure on the guest, you know. But uh, yeah. who who will discuss uh, in? But guess what? There's a lot a of pressure on our guest. <laughs> we'll bring him in in a bit. Uh, don't worry. No, uh, I thought we were just. Oh yeah, we got to do the riddle corner. Yeah, we got. Oh yeah, I mean, Matt, come on. You, 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 it, it's been a while, but you know, it's a day. You miss a lot. Uh, That's what I'm trying to say. So let's, because we care about the listeners so much. Let's tell them in riddles. What they're in store for this episode. Yeah, welcome back to Matt's Riddle Corner, where I give cryptic clues about what films we'll be discussing this week. First off, we're going to talk about some teenagers with attitude and their Breaking Bad boss. And then we're going to talk about a, uh, a robot lady in two different movies. And then we're going to talk about that lady again, but she's an alien this time. And then we're going to talk about a, uh, a skyscraper filled with little, uh, little monsters. And then Satan's going to show up in a dress. I've never seen that movie, so I can't really say anything uh and then we're gonna watch a weird pseudo sequel to psycho maybe i don't know and then al pacino and johnny depp are gonna hash it out over some uh deli meats i don't know i've never seen that either uh (laughs) then we're gonna go all the way to japan and a giant lizard monster is gonna try to destroy the world and then there's gonna be a love triangle that's another one i haven't seen jesus i'm uh i'm killing myself i i know and then terrence stamp is gonna point a gun at the camera yeah i've seen that's all that's all about no i haven't and then carrie grant's gonna be sexy yeah, on top of a on top of a, a mountain, right? Yeah, he does that. And then we're gonna hang out with some Pokemon in J.K. Rowling's world. And then we're gonna hang out with Jessica Chastain as she takes care of some aminals. And then we're gonna have some bat nipples. 
and then we're going to go all the way to the Pacific Northwest and hang out in Twin Peaks. You Not said, a riddle. You said the name. But I don't care. Oh, don't no. Care. You could have said we're going to have a nice slice of pie and some fine, damn fine coffee. Hang, fine. We're going to hang out in the Black Lodge for a little bit. Okay, perfect. Okay. There you go. I'm not going to edit that out. So that's your mistake. It's, it's totally fine. It's I'll, there I'll forever. It. It's fine. It's there for digital eternity. Um, but hey, speaking of guests like we did like a minute ago. Uh, yeah, that guy. Why don't we bring in the guest who has been patiently waiting. I feel yes, bad for I, I feel bad for I, the I, guest I, sometimes. Uh, ten, I constantly feel bad for the guest. Ten minutes they had to wait this this time around. Um, I'm so sorry. Maybe we should just like keep talking and keep talking. And, like, I'm not, not going to do that not, to not, him. Not, that, is, that is cruel. Not bring him in until maybe like twenty minutes, thirty minutes into the show. Until um, his first movie shows up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Introduce him. Uh, this week, uh, we have a pretty awesome guy. He writes for Talk Film Society, so I'm not, you know, not just saying that he's awesome because he writes for the website. Uh, haha. Uh, we have Manish Mathur. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys? We're, Great. Uh, we're doing okay. Great. Yeah. Happy to have you on on this podcast. Uh, I know you have been on the Talk Film Society podcast, uh, the Writer's Room episodes, uh, but now, hey, you're on this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, for... I wonder... Oh. What? <laughs> I was going to say thank you so much for coming on on such, such short notice. Yes. Oh, no, thanks for having me. I'm like really, really excited to be here. We should have a punch card for people like you, Manish, who have like <laughs> who are going through the podcast. Like, we have to get you on Colorado Streets. And then what, what's the other one I do? Oh, uh, <laughs> like Die Hard, if it comes back. Uh, then the podcast where it happens, the Hamilton podcast. So uh, I don't think anybody has, has done all of them. Uh, maybe uh, m- maybe Matt is close, but Matt, you've never been on the Hamilton podcast. Wait, no, you have been on the Hamilton podcast. I have, and I would like to be on Colorado Street. Okay, that's the one you haven't been on. But anyway. I've been to the Draft House once, uh, and it was a magical experience. There should be a minimum where you have to go at and least I think you have to go at least five times to be on the Colorado Street I will, podcast. I'll be going again. Good. <laughs> because on April 26th this year, I think they're doing another Alien Day, so I'll be back. All right, awesome. Um... But hey, wait, is there one in Jersey or did come uh, the closest one is Yonkers and that's the one I went to. Oh, okay. But I that, think there's one in Brooklyn now. Yeah, I go to the Brooklyn one cuz okay. I don't know where Yonkers is. Oh, uh, neither, neither I had no idea either, but it has a really cool Stanley Kubrick theme inside. It's fun. Oh, cool. We haven't started our question por- portion of the show yet, but Manish, let me ask you, how many times have you been to the Brooklyn Draft House? Uh, twice. Twice. I saw okay. um, Arrival there. Because it just opened this year. Um, yeah. I saw Arrival there, um, and I saw the Anne Hathaway kaiju movie, Colossal. Oh, okay. They nice. had, like, a really secretive screening. Like, I think I'm allowed to talk about it now because it's the views are out. Yeah, yeah. But they were, like, so... They were so mean about, like, not letting us have our phones and stuff. They were mean about and, it? Well, they were mean. They just didn't <laughs> let us have it. And I was like, um... I feel really uncomfortable turning this off. Wait, they 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 took away your phones? Is what you're saying? No, they didn't. They were just like turn them off and like oh, okay, you okay, can't okay. tell anyone or do anything. And like I had to sign all these like forms that I like. Oh, oh Jesus! Um, oh, okay. And of course, I like read them carefully. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm not signing away any rights. This See, is true. I, <laughs> I mean, usually when I go to screenings like that, or or even screen, I I can't remember if I talked about this on the podcast, Matt. Like they showed us a, I think I did. They showed us a print of 
Peter Jackson's movie. Uh, fuck. Uh, 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 Brain Dead. Bra- no, 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 not Brain. Bad Taste. Bad Taste. It was Bad Taste. And they're like, before the movie started, they're like, okay, this is a rare print. We don't want you talking about this. It was a mystery, <laughs> it was a mystery screening. They're like, okay, don't talk about this on Twitter. Don't like on on yeah, any social media. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. They they didn't have they didn't have to have to have a sign anything or anything but still. you don't have to sign like an NDA no because I've had I've had to sign NDAs before and it's very weird I've never had to sign one uh, which uh, is crazy uh, oh hello yeah I've yeah back uh, a couple years ago I used to like review video games and they'd be like you can't talk about this shut up there's an embargo I'm like oh okay huh yeah it's crazy that I've been it was, and it was for a freaking Pac-Man side scroller like. <laughs> like Really, you don't want me to tell people that you know your game is kind of fun but Wait, stupid? Are you are you breaking your NDA right now, Matt? Can, can oh I... no, the game's been out for like three or four years. Okay, okay. No, I think we're I think we're safe talking about Pac Man and the Ghostly Adventures too. <laughs> that okay. So let's get away from the legalities uh, for the Nintendo 3DS. I think we're good. Let's not get into this because you know somebody could listen back to this and sue the pants off us. So I doubt it. <laughs> Um, you know, those Pac-Man lawyers are hungry for not only power pellets, but lawsuits. Enough about Pac-Man and illegal draft house screenings. Let's get to know our guest, Matt. All right. Welcome back to Get to Know Ya, where we get to know our guest to find out if they're a real human being or a robot sent from the future to deceive us. Ooh. Now, now Manish, are you ready to be getting gotten to known? <laughs> um, I think so. All right, I uh, I asked this of all my guests, all our guests. Sorry, uh, what's the first movie you ever remember seeing in a theater? Um, I remember I have very distant memories of Hocus Pocus. Nice. Um, and I remember just being terrified, like I was like <laughs> crying the entire time, or or just like not like I just didn't want to be there. I don't I, remember, I, I don't I don't know if I remember crying, but just being like terrified, oh, and no. then like years later being like wait this is a comedy like, I thought yeah. it was the scariest movie I've ever seen <laughs> but I don't even know like I don't remember like actually like I just remember that feeling I don't remember like actually watching it and like thinking like oh this is scary I just remember just like I guess like the makeup and like the idea yeah. of just like these like scary women on, on like that biggest screen just like really freaked me out so I think Hocus Pocus is probably the first one but I, at least that I can remember. Nice. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I had a different uh, history with that movie. I saw it on cable because they played it so much. Uh, oh, yeah. It's basically like a Christmas story, but Halloween times. Yeah, which which is the reason why it's such like a 90s nostalgia thing now uh, for millennials. And it's like a Space Jam thing. Anyway, but I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that good or bad? Bad, absolutely. Um, okay. Just, just making that clear. Uh, I, I will be clear. I'm not a big fan of Space Jam. Yes, let's make that. I mean, uh, it's fine, but mm-hmm. I mean, let's be let's be real. Back in action is ten times that movie. Uh, Manish, are you a fan of Space Jam? I haven't seen it in like twenty years, but I, okay, I did as a kid, and we all um, did. We all I, did. Don't know if I ever want to watch it again. Like I don't have that. Like oh, for my nostalgia, let me put it on. Like I, but I remember the soundtrack was really great. And like you know, Michael Jordan's cool. So go ready for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's my alarm clock in the morning now. <laughs> I wake up to y'all ready for this now. 
But no, it, I mean, yeah, uh, I had a crush on Sarah Jessica Parker. I guess that was my. Point. I thought you were going to say you had a, a a crush on Lady Bunny, Lady Bugs Bunny. <laughs> that would have been a difference. Uh, it'd be for my. That would have been a Wayne's uh, World sketch. For for my psychiatry podcast, that I'm bringing out this summer. <laughs> uh, anyway, on on the couch with Marcelo. I mean, Matt. I mean, you've seen Hocus Pocus, right? Um, numerous times. Numerous times. Have you revisited it? I have not revisited it in like a few years, but uh, I've seen bits and pieces recently. It's fun. I I can't help it. I'm a big fan of Bette Midler. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's yeah, she's good. and she is, uh, She's terrific. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's, she's good as a major understatement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she... <sighs> I wish she would uh, go back to making films. I think she's very underrated as an actress. I, I, I believe her. she's on Broadway, or she will be soon. Yeah, isn't she... What is she doing again? Um, got Hello, Dolly? Hello, Dolly. Yeah, okay. That'll tear the house down, I'm sure. Almost, definitely. I'm not up to date with uh, Bette Midler news, so I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, <laughs> her, her recent album from like two years ago is Out of This World. She does a whole bunch of like uh, 50s and 60s doo-wop songs and Yes Please, Forever and Always. <laughs> um, okay. okay. Matt, do you have another question? Uh, actually, it's your turn. Okay, I was just making sure. <laughs> uh, Manish, uh, how about how about this? Okay, since... You have a column at talkfromsociety.com, right? Uh, about uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, oh, that guy. Yeah. He's pretty good. Can you... I mean, do you have a number one favorite Hitchcock, or is that just impossible for you? Um, I, I have a top three that won't ever change, ever. The other, like, seven, the top ten, shuffle around, you know, get taken in and out. But for me, Vertigo is probably the, the number one favorite. Um, I think I've seen that movie, like, uh, 30, 40 times. I, wow. I, I like, well, that would be an exaggeration, but at least more than 20. Um, but yeah, I mean, that movie, and it's funny because I remember being like, oh, this is my favorite Hitchcock movie, and then realizing that, like, everyone else, thought it was like the best movie of all time and I was like, oh wait people actually liked it that, that's so funny that like um, I, I guess I just never like because I guess like when I first got into Hitchcock I wasn't really that aware of like you know film studies or the criticism I was just sort of like I felt like I had discovered him in college and so I wasn't really aware of like his place in cultural history and then as I learned more about him then read more about him, watched the documentaries, I was like, oh, yeah, people actually think he's pretty cool. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, so, that's that's actually uh, amazing. Because like, for, yeah. for most of us, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, Matt, you too, like, we just know already, oh, it's, it's Hitchcock. You have to see Hitchcock. You have to get Oh, yeah, he was, he was foisted upon me at a young age. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, my... Um, so my grandmother like my mom's mom she loved Hitchcock as well and she was really into um, the Alfred Hitchcock hour and Alfred Hitchcock presents so uh, unfortunately she passed away when I was like a toddler but I feel like I probably got the gene from her and like if if I hadn't been able to like get to know her as an adult I'm sure she would have foisted him on me as well but um, so I, I, I wish I could like tell you like when I thought to like start looking at Hitchcock is somewhere I think summer of two thousand nine. If I'm doing my like this is like not that long ago, um, but 
and I like I don't remember like why this was like oh let me go to Blockbuster and rent you know the birds or like Psycho. <laughs> Uh, it just kind of happened, and um, yeah, and then Vertigo just emerged as the favorite, and it's been that way, you know, for a couple of years. Yeah, oh. I uh, that is definitely in my top like three or five, but my number one yeah. has been for the longest time North by Northwest. I love everything about it. It has everything I want in a movie, like the actions, the suspense. It's like a spy thriller. It, it has it all for me. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, Matt, what about you? Um, I've seen Precious Few, uh, Hitchcock, honestly. Um, but my favorites are, I mean, you can't go wrong with Psycho. I mean, that's 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 it for me. And then I really, really like Vertigo and Frenzy. Okay. Frenzy's just like batshit crazy, like Hitchcock going, "Hey, I'm not censored anymore. I'm gonna yeah, Frenzy. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go ape shit." Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, Matt, you say you haven't seen that many. Uh, what, I rec- yeah. what I recommend you to do is go to talkfromsociety.com and look up The Beginner's Guide to Hitchcock by Manish. I've, so. I've, I've been reading the articles. <laughs> handy, little, handy little column. Uh, it, uh, and, I have the, uh, and I have that Alfred Hitchcock box set that I'm going to delve into pretty soon. Now, there's yeah. a... No, I, I've been doing... Like, I think ever since uh, I started editing uh, your columns, Manish, I've been looking into that those box sets... Yeah. Um, there's like one UK uh, region free one, right? And then mm-hmm. there's like a, the US version, and like the, like the like the UK one has like uh, two movies less or something. I don't know. It, yeah, it uh, the UK box set that I have does not have uh, North by Northwest, but luckily yeah. I have that separately. Yeah, and it's missing another one too. Or or I don't. Am I, wrong? I, I don't think know. it's just North by Northwest. Is that it? Yeah. I think. Yeah, because I think that was released by MGM. So there's yeah. some weird uh, licensing issue with that. That's um, the one. That's the one I have. I have the uh, UK import. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I, so I, you, I, I was gonna say I need to buy it uh, because I don't like a lot of those movies on that uh, in that box that I haven't seen. Like I haven't seen Frenzy. Nice. Uh, oh God, it's gross. It's crazy. Isn't Topaz on there? I haven't seen that. Topaz uh, is on there. Yeah. Um, like. Uh, Saboteur is on there, and yeah. that, even that's one that I'm not that familiar. I mean, I've seen it with the box set, but I'm not that familiar with it. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So, so for people wanting uh, a Hitchcock box set, don't go for the US one because it's too expensive. I'll say, and just go for the UK region free import. Do that. Yeah, the one that I got from Amazon UK is pretty fantastic. It's like this huge book. And each page has a different movie on it. Uh, the U.S. is the same. I have the U.S. one, um, and it has. I think it's virtually the same, except for North by Northwest. Huh. It's missing from there. I think. I mean, I, I haven't looked at the U.K. one physically. I've just sort of looked online at you know when I was comparing the two, and I decided if I'm, I'm going to buy North by Northwest anyway. That didn't make sense. Yeah. For the, yeah. Like, I. Two I, I already own North by Northwest on Blu-ray, so yeah. I'm good. Oh, Same. Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, Matt, do you have another question? I do not. Hey, we've gotten to know Manish. Congratulations. He has been gotten to known. Yes. I gotta, um, I gotta fucking work on that. <laughs> okay, so Matt, now I gotta um, work on phrasing. God damn it! <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask you this before the show, Matt. Um, yes. I know we have the new segments. The, the game segments, right? Called How Drunk Is Matt? 
Do it, would you want to do it like now or or like at the end of the show? Like maybe as like. Uh, a, wait, 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 what do you think, Matt? I don't know. It's up to you. Why don't we do it at the end of the show? Right. Okay. It'll be our prize. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a little gift for people, you know, sticking around. They get to hear a game show. Now, listeners, if you've heard last week's episode, you know, or you, or if you haven't, let me just say... You should. What's <laughs> wrong with you? If this is your first episode, welcome, and uh, I'm sorry. Um, but we have this new <laughs> pyramid-type game that we're, we're playing, and uh, we'll play it at the end of the show. So you can either, you can either wait, listen to the whole thing, or just skip it. Skip ahead to the end, and and, and you'll just mean. <laughs> but no, okay, you are let's... rude. Again, this is like a sandwich. Okay, uh, the bread portion is is all that stuff we just said, and then like the meat is the meat bits, which does not include ham anymore. No, no, take that out, take of, that out of this sandwich. You're the, you're the worst. And then the bread, the the second half of the bread is the game portion and the plugs. So there yes. you go. So. Um, again, this, this should have been an off-mic conversation, but now it's here live on the show. It's totally fine. Matt, People like to know what goes on exactly. you know, behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I've said this before on, on past episodes. They like to know how the sausage is made, and that's how it's made. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what now? Um, movies. I don't know. Movies. What, now, more than ever. <laughs> movies, now more than ever. Um, which I think is something that Pat Healy said at the end of Colorado Street. Oh, yeah, that's a... Uh... Robert Altman quote. Oh, from, uh, it's from the player. I've never seen the player. Oh man, it's like uh, in the there's like a ten minute tracking shot that opens the movie, and that's the big billboard in the movie studio. Oh, like that that's the studio's slogan: "Movies now more than ever." <laughs> See, I own the player. I just have not seen the player, and I'm a terrible. It's terrific. I'll see it. Ter- you should. It's 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 wonderful. I will. Uh, but I mean, that goes without saying. It's it's Robert Altman. I mean, speaking of movies that we've seen, we've seen Power Rangers, right? That's a segue. <laughs> Why I, not? I am known for my segues, and that was one right, of when the are, best. When are we gonna? When are we gonna do that little lesson where I teach you how to do segues? Should that be a new segment on the show? Matt teaches me segues. Oh no, that's gonna be off mic because one day <laughs> you're just gonna you're gonna come on the on the show and like be an expert at it, and then people are not gonna know what happened. But, but like their heads their heads are gonna spin. Like we said earlier, people love how the sausage is made, so maybe we could just do it here on. I air. personally would like segue lessons. <laughs> yes. segment. Okay, so. Matt. Okay, so okay, Matt. We were just talking. Let, let's do it now. Let's do it now. Let's open up okay. the let's open up the how to be a better segue or segment of the show. Okay. Um, we were just talking about Robert Altman and the player, and we're going to be talking about Power Rangers. So what you know who speaking of the player, you know who's a bunch of players? Teenagers. No. Especially <laughs> ones with attitude. <laughs> so there That's you go. That's terrible. It's much better than yours. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, multiple characters in a film, uh, <laughs> Power Rangers. <laughs> See? Yes. <laughs> That's what the people love. That's what the listeners are here for. Is it? <laughs> Power Rangers. Sure. Uh, did did we all see this? I mean, Manish, did you see it? Yes. I okay. Have. Yeah, and Matt, of course, you saw it, and I saw it. Yes. Okay. So let me start with Power Rangers. Okay. Sure. And again, it, we haven't recorded in like two and a half weeks, so it, it's been yeah, a while. So this movie's this is an old movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's an old. Say, as the kids say, old movie, old. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, it's only been out for like two weeks, so and and even two still, weeks. 
Uh, yeah, I I watched the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when I was a kid. Yeah, same. Like uh, after school. Uh, yeah, early nineties, like ninety three, ninety four, around there. Yes, and it was completely silly even when I was a kid. It's it's a silly show. Um, <laughs> and then like I saw the movie, the original movie. Uh, with uh, Ivan Ooze. Ivan Ooze, yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> and I missed out on the on Turbo, that that sequel movie. Uh, and then cut to now. For some reason, in 2017, there's a Power Rangers movie. And I came out of theater. For some reason, <laughs> I came out of theater and I told my friend, I was like, "Well, that is as good of a movie." as I'd expect from a Power Rangers movie made in 2017. And, and I could agree with that. And I, yeah. that's mostly a compliment for me because for the most part, I enjoyed it. It had some good character moments. I think the action was decent. But it was, I mean, I guess, if anything, it captures the very silly nature of the mm-hmm. original series. And yeah, I, I very much enjoyed. Deduct, I deducted five points because there was no Ivanus. <laughs> Maybe in the sequel. May, I, um, Jesus, I'm hoping that either that or Lord Zed. I'm fine with that. I, I, there has to be uh, what the the studio mentioned that they were going to make like six in movies in total or something. That's 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 crazy amount. I'm sure Maybe you'll never have another character as well acted as Ivanus. <laughs> I'm sure Ivanus. Played- well, played by the wonderful Paul Freeman from Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, I, I'm sure Ivan Ooze will show up in, like, Power Rangers 4, right? 4, yeah. yeah. Return of Views. How about that? But uh, yeah, I mean, this movie, I had zero interest going in. Like, I got... This is one of those movies that I got dragged to. Usually it's me dragging Carlo to the movies. Uh, but this time, I got dragged to the movies, and... 20 minutes in, yeah, I was all down for this. Uh, I really... I had a blast with this. I had almost as much fun with this movie as Elizabeth Banks clearly did. Just <laughs> chewing the scenery, just like doing whatever she the hell she did. a treasure. Yeah. She truly is. She is just so much fun in this movie. I mean, I love that they got the classic uh, TV show quotes. I mean, she actually gets to scream, make my monster grow, which made yeah. me laugh my ass off in the middle of a theater. That, that was fun. <laughs> And yeah, I, yeah. I, I loved her death. Uh, I, I love what she did in the role, whatever craziness it was. And yeah, I, I mean, like you, man, I had fun. I did. I, I, I had a really good time with this. You know, it's it's cheesy, but I mean, what do you expect? It's a Power Rangers movie. It, there, exactly. There has to be cheesiness to it, and there was plenty of it. Give uh, me some of that sweet, sweet Gouda. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Manish, let me ask you, like, what history do you have with the Power Rangers? And for the most I mean, part, I, I watched them when I was, you know, at, of the appropriate age, like when I was, I guess, eight or nine. I guess that's the age. Child. Um, yeah, and yeah. I remember. I mean, it was definitely like Kimberly Trini, you know, yeah. um, Zach. Like, though, like those were the those were my Power Rangers. I don't, I don't know, like what happened after I stopped watching. Is it like the same characters but different actors, or like wholly yeah, different? I, I think I don't know. Honestly, I, yeah. I think it's like new characters. Like uh, okay. The, the the last I remember was like again I tried to look this up like a few weeks ago to see if this is an actual thing or I made up in my mind, but I remember <laughs> I remember there's an episode where they shrunk down the original like cast right the, the 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 people in like the original series they put them in a box and then like uh, I forget what, what bad yeah and I forget what bad guy it was uh, listeners out there 
It's uh, probably Rita. Yeah, it was Rita Repulsa. or Lord Zed, whoever. Uh, they they took the box and like uh, put it away somewhere, and then like the new Power Rangers had to take over, right? Oh, okay. And like and there, I remember at that point I was like, okay, I'm done with the show. I now can't. that's a segue. <laughs> I am yeah. done. So put all your characters that you love in a box and just throw them in the trash, and then we get new ones. Uh, yeah, l- l- yeah, I remember that actually. Yeah, yeah, just like every, just like every kid did with their Power Ranger action figures, they put them in a box and forgot it's, about it's, them. Forever. It's very meta. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, Amish, uh, Did you say you remember you remember that episode? I I have very vague. It's like similar to you. I have very vague memories of that happening. Yeah. Uh, or unless it's something else I'm thinking of, but I definitely remember like the trash can or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, but 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 anyway, yeah. I, I think this new movie does a good job of because they 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 go back to the main characters and like the main yeah. the original series. And I guess from what I remember, I think. They nail them pretty well. Of course, yeah, they like, did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, they they, they did a pretty good job. I mean, I thought the characters were actually the, my favorite part. I mean, besides like the last like twenty minutes when it becomes a TV show and it was really exciting. Yeah, but I thought the characters themselves were really compelling. Um, like I, I, I liked them all as people. Like they weren't um, like you know they had, they had attitude. They had their issues, but they weren't like overly like snarky or obnoxious. Yeah. You know, like they weren't too cool for school, which I liked. Um, you know, they were very cool, uh, and I liked that it was like they really made an effort to be diverse, like not exactly. just have like, like a yeah, one exactly, yeah. or something. Um, even though, like, I guess like the white guy has to be the the leader. I mean, it was just kind of annoying when like Brian Cranston's like, "This is your team." I'm like, "No, like they're all a team. Like he's not the owner." That was I mean, well, really, they went with they went with the quarterback. They had the guy who runs yeah, the football team exactly. is going to be the guy who runs um, the the Ranger team. But I mean, I I liked I liked the characters. I I thought the movie could have been cut by about fifteen minutes. Yeah, um, I thought the training montages were a little um, uh, a little much because it's kind of like we don't really care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I felt like there was a lot of like going back and forth. Like, okay, we're training. Now we don't believe it, but we're training again. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I felt like some of that could have been because I mean it's like over two hours, which I was fine with. But I'm kind of like, I don't see like nine year olds sitting through this again. No, not at all. Over and over. Like I feel like it should like they can really handle like an hour forty five tops. Um, but yeah, I mean I thought it was I thought it was pretty enjoyable, and like the at the end when they're all in their um, when they've all morphed and they're all in their like uh, vehicles and kind of running and they're fighting those like those monsters on like the cliff and stuff i was like that's like it felt like the show yeah um, yeah which i really i like that they captured that tone like i didn't honestly like i know this movie is like it's made to me they made it to make money and stuff but it didn't yeah. feel as cynical as like you know transformers the last night or whatever <laughs> like, Age like, of extinction. I don't, for some this felt like you know um I felt like because they they took some time to develop the you know the five characters that yeah it almost felt uh, like a real movie yeah exactly and yeah. uh, but I will say that hey Blue Ranger best Ranger yeah I mean I was I was partial towards the Pink Ranger but only because she's, she's Indian so. <laughs> true I was like hey but yeah I mean definitely he was like the heart and the soul of the whole team and I really liked him and I did smile at the uh, the little cameo at the end that was a lot yeah, of fun yeah oh yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I, like, "Hey, they're still alive." <laughs> wait, which, which, which? 
end are you referring to? Uh, the cameo at the end, the the Pink Ranger taking a picture with her cell phone, the original Pink Ranger. Oh yeah, okay. She, I, yeah, her yeah, and yeah. I and I Johnson. think yeah, her yeah. and I think was it the Green Ranger that took that was with uh, her? Yeah, it was the, the red one or was the original Red Ranger? Yeah, they were taking pictures. Yeah. They were part of the crowd. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, nice yeah. yeah I, I I noticed that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, overall, we can say yeah, we we enjoyed it. I think we enjoyed it, and um, yeah, it was a big surprise for me. Like I'm yeah. shocked. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, you could do worse. I think uh, with like yeah, this could have been a, a train wreck. Honestly, oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Like it's almost you know it's almost crazy how how like enjoyable and entertaining it is. Yeah, and and um, we'll, and we'll see what happens because I'm sure they'll make a sequel, right? Of course. Uh, yeah, I mean the movie's actually doing kind of well. Um, I was just looking at the box office, and it's like uh, it's at a hundred million worldwide. Uh, and that's like its budget, I believe, but it hasn't opened everywhere overseas, so it'll definitely gotcha, make yeah. a lot of money. I'm sure in Japan, it hasn't opened in Japan yet, so I'm sure it'll, that'll be a big territory for it. And like, I think the buzz has been—I don't remember what the reviews said, but I think the buzz is somewhat like what we're saying that it's like it's actually kind of fun and, and cool. Yeah. So as long as they can sustain that, I think that they can um, make another one, and just uh, hopefully they'll make it shorter and less a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, and like it is a crowd pleaser. The crowd I saw it with, they yeah. had a good time. So, yeah. oh, for sure, the people behind me were like saying all like the catchphrases and like getting really excited when they played the like the theme song for like twenty seconds. Yeah, nice, <laughs> <That's> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie was fun. I I uh, I'm shocked at how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's Power Rangers. Uh, if it's, it's it's what we in the industry call a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you in the industry, Matt? Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of industry, but sure. Oh yes. The industry went through quite a controversy with this next movie, Ghost in the Shell. Yes. Uh, well, actually, first I'm going to talk about the original. Fine. You go ahead. <laughs> that's that's why on the schedule it's ta- it's called Ghosts in the Shell. That's clever, Matt. Isn't it though? Isn't it just? So oh, clever? I thought that was a typo. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, I finally saw the uh, the original Ghost in the Shell from 1995, and I almost fell asleep twice. So that's that. Because you're a weirdo. That's why. Um, only because it was kind of boring. I I don't know. This movie was. It has, like I said in my Fresh Eyes piece on the Talk From Society website, it's a movie that has been hyped up to me for oh I don't know, but over 20 years. Yeah. Uh, from all ends of the earth of anyone who watches, you know, uh, sci-fi or anime or anything. And for a movie that's only 83 minutes long, it feels about two and a half hours. Um, It starts off with a really thrilling uh, assassination scene that has uh, some great uh, action, uh, a lot of gore. The action in this is really good. But then it proceeds into about half an hour of monologues. Uh, that just sound like a first-timer philosophy professor telling you what's on his mind. And I was not here for that. It's uh, it's a pretty movie, uh, but yeah, it's really bogged down in its own philosophy, and I was bored. Sorry. <laughs> well, I've never Has... seen it. Uh... Um... Yeah, me neither. You don't need to. No, I I, I will. There is other anime out there that you can watch and enjoy. It seems uh, like this for sure is an essential 
piece in anime history. It's influenced yeah. The Matrix and a lot of like uh, sci-fi movies like since its release. So it feels yeah, like I mean, I, everyone I'm, everyone tells me that I should watch the TV show, uh, uh, but that's a huge un- undertaking for me. So I don't know if I will. I I'll Why, watch how, it. How long did it run? Uh, I think it was like thirty episodes or something. Oh wow! But if I'm gonna have to deal with thirty episodes of this, I I don't know. We shall see. <laughs> I mean, if if I end up enjoying the movie, there, I mean, I think there's a little chance I'll see the TV show because it's pretty. There you go. You it's, it's pretty, but I, yeah, I'm gonna see it despite what you say, Matt, because it. Like oh, I, said, I, I like I would never say not watch it, but I mean, just you know, go in with lowered expectations. Not that like. Everyone hypes it up over all these years, and they're like, it's the greatest thing ever. And then I watch it, I'm like, eh, it's fine. Speaking of what you consider great, the new Ghost in the Shell. You think this You think this movie's amazing, don't you? Uh, I don't think that, but I think it's a hell of a lot more fun than the original. Uh, it's not bogged down by ten-minute monologues about our place in the world as robots and humans, what it means to be a human. Uh, it's a lot of fun action. It's basically a far-flung future sequel to Lucy, and that's what I'm here for. And and it's really pretty too. <laughs> I have not. Like, seen I, don't know, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, I'm a big fan of of the cast. That was I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, it actually made me want to watch. Uh, there's a guy that's in this. He plays the head of uh, basically their assassination unit, and. He's pretty awesome. Uh, his name is uh, what? He has a really cool name. Oh, uh, Beat Takeshi. He has a, a trilogy over in Japan called uh, Outrage, where he plays like it's like a yakuza movie, and it made me really want to check those out because they sound pretty freaking awesome. So, if anything, the new Ghost in the Shell is going to open up my eyes to like other movies that I can go check out. And I've actually found two of them streaming, and the third one comes out this summer. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Have you seen the new Ghost in the Shell, Manish? No, not yet. I was going to go over the weekend, um, but then I decided to see something else instead. So I was just like, I was trying to muster the excitement for it that I had like a week ago. And like, I mean, like Matt, like your, like your comments did help a lot, but I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, does like it didn't really have, um, for one thing, like I'm not, at all well-versed in anime at all. In fact, Japanese cinema as a whole is a pretty big blind, blind spot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that, it's like, I don't really care about anime adaptations. Um, and like, I, my, my sole interest was Scarlett Johansson because, um, yeah. you know, she's like one of my favorite actresses or actors in general. And that, but I just was like, I don't feel good being excited about her playing this role when I know that there's so many people in this country and overseas who are just like really upset by it, you not know, having it. the casting. So it's just like, yeah, it, it felt wrong to me for me to be like, yeah, I'm gonna go see this really exciting Scarlett Johansson movie. So I'm like, maybe she shouldn't be in this movie. Maybe she shouldn't have taken the role. Like I don't know. So it was like, um, so I think I probably will see it eventually. Um, Hopefully on day where I can just like be by myself in the theater and just like <laughs> hide in shame. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I definitely want to see it. Um, the original one, like like I said, like I just, I can't get into anime. Like I just don't. 
even stuff that like I don't know. Does Studio Ghibli count as anime? I guess I don't count it as anime. Okay, mm. so, like even that, like I just like can't get excited about it, and like I wish that I could, and um, I just like I don't know what what it is about the style or the Japan's like. I mean, I've seen like one off the Japanese films, like. Obviously, I've seen like Tokyo Story and, and Late Spring, and there's one that I really enjoyed, um, After the Storm, that just came out. I hear that's really good. Yeah, so like that I really enjoyed, and uh, I mean, although the whole time I was thinking like, man, if this were a Hollywood movie, I would hate it so much. But the, <laughs> the fact that it's like set in Japan, like it just adds a whole new like cult, like um, cultural veneer that is more yeah. exciting to me because it's like more it's something different than than it would have been if it had just starred like I don't know I feel like Matt Damon would have wanted the role or something <laughs> I, I would have really rolled my eyes at it uh, or Casey Affleck I guess um, <laughs> one so, sad boy yeah so yeah I mean Ghost in the Shell like I'll probably see it um, I probably won't feel good about it but you know who knows maybe if I go in being like ugh then I'll, I'll enjoy it because just lowered expectations and but it just seems like I feel like Matt, like you're you're one of the very few people. There are people on Twitter who are like, "No, it's really good," but um, so I just I I'm not quite sure where I fit into the whole like controversy because you yeah. know obviously I care about you know diversity and inclusion on screen and I wouldn't want to contribute you know actually um, we're since we're on the topic like uh, I was compiling my list of our my top twenty five for our Top Film Society one hundred. Oh hey. Like yeah, shout out, um, or plug. <laughs> um, but I'm just like, man, like there's so few directors of color and women directors on this list, and I was like really having a tough time being like, okay, here's like seven movies I want to watch that I want to put on this list just so that I have something more diverse on there. But then I'm like, well, yeah. not, then it's not really my list, and I just feel like it's a homework list, not like my own yeah. personal list. So it's just been it, this this whole Ghost in the Shell thing has really just like. And Iron Fist does not help at all on Netflix either. That's another thing that I'm just like, I just can't muster any energy for it. Like, not only is it bad, or yeah, I have perfect, I have zero interest in that. Yeah, like not only is it something that I hasn't gotten good reviews just on its artistic level, but it's again something that I'm just like, why is this still happening? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, when like time and again, I mean, I, like it was funny, like when um, like stuff like Exodus and Pan, like when those movies get like horrible box office numbers like I keep thinking like okay this is the end but now it's still it's like happening it keeps happening now I'm thinking maybe Ghost in the Shell maybe that's the nail in the coffin because it's just like yeah I doubt it too and so long story short I don't know what's in my top 25 and I don't know when I'll see Ghost in the Shell or if I feel good about it (laughs) so that's that (laughs) one positive thing I read today was that I believe this one of the studio heads said that the film failed because of the whitewashing so at least they're they're aware of it yeah and I really like Scarlett Johansson that's the thing but like it, it all goes back to Kevin Feige he's a jerk <laughs> wait wait why is he a jerk because he has no interest in giving her a freaking movie so okay. she has to go out on her own and do these other things. Yeah. Well, make I, a make a low budget spy movie starring Black Widow, and your problem is solved. But he has zero interest in that. Yeah. And I was saying this. I was saying this the other day, and like, 
you must um, you have to imagine how angry and pissed off Scarlett Johansson was when Marvel announced Captain Marvel. Yeah, like I, Scarlett Johansson's been like, oh, I've been this character for I don't know eight years, and now you're just gonna bring this new character in and just give her a movie. Okay, cool guys, thanks. But I mean, she could have. Found... Yeah, sorry, I think I got lost. Oh, the the, the connection dropped for a minute. For a minute, yeah, Matt was just going off about how they're not giving Johansson her own uh, uh, Black Widow yeah, movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and like she must have been furious, and she's like, "Well, you know what? Screw you! I'm just going to do whatever now because you're not helping me here." Well, when I remember, like when she was cast in Ghost in the Shell, and then sort of this controversy happened, she was like, "Well, I think her response was is a little hashtag white feminism," but she was like, "Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I want like I I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something like I want my own franchise, and like I want." She's like, I have to take a role that's like furthers my career, which she, you know, it's her right to do so. Yeah. Uh, like I would, even if someone who's the highest paid actress and most bankable star, like I would never deny her a paycheck if that's what she wants. And if this is the, if she thought at the time that this is her right career move, then I'm glad that she took it. I mean, hopefully, if it, I mean, I'm glad that she took it in the sense that like hopefully now that it completely imploded on her, maybe she'll yeah. learn and be like. Um, and you know, take a step back next time she gets offered something that could land her in this controversy. I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think that she's uh, you know self aware and smart enough. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, black, the Black Widow movie should have happened like five years ago. Exactly. Ago. And the fact that it hasn't, and they're like, I mean, I think there's room for Black Widow and Captain Marvel, but the fact that they they fast track Spider Man and then was saying that they don't have room for um, Black Widow and their schedule is just like complete nonsense. Like, oh, it's total bullshit on like, the Marvel's Black Widow movie would have done really well just because it, you know, she's a popular character, a popular actress, and she would have been the first one. Now it's Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, which, I mean, I'm all for Wonder Woman, so. Same. So, Ghost um, in the Shell. <laughs> I, no, no, I, uh, I'm, I, I am on the side of, I'm probably never going to see this. I'll probably see it maybe on HBO like two years from now. Um, yeah, so if anything, I'm not going to see it in theaters. So, uh, I'm just firmly on the side of this should not have happened. Uh, I'd rather see something else completely. Uh, and I'm thankful for somebody like Vin Diesel. Who, who, I bet you go see it tomorrow. No, I'm not seeing it. Because uh, you've, you've said this, you've said this before. I'm never going to see it, and then I get a message. So I went to go see this. No, this is one case where I'm like, ah, no, I'm not doing it. But oh, you're not going to follow your three people recommendation rule like you did for Power Rangers. <laughs> I, you know, Matt is the only okay. Matt and like another person on Twitter, and that's it. That's two people. That's two people right there. And with Power Rangers, I followed my three person rule where I have this stupid, I have this stupid rule where I if I see somebody on Twitter somebody I know if they're like oh it's good it's good it's good if I hear it three times I'll be, I'll be like alright I'll give it a chance it's like Beetlejuice yeah but this for the, for Ghost in the Shell Matt you and somebody else are literally there are only two people I cannot find a third one so me and Dan uh, who's Dan oh uh, yeah another uh, guy Dan yeah well <laughs> just some random guy Dan Dan Doherty, he's on the Twitter. So. Okay, I don't follow him, so he doesn't count. <laughs> so then there's your third. No, I don't follow him. Um, but God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And also, and there, and then, like, I have the opposite, where if I hear, like, at least, like, five people, like, like ram on a movie negatively, then I'm like, okay, then I'm definitely not going to see it. Because I've, I've read people, like, I've oh, read I thought their, in that case you would go see no. it. You're like, well, you know, fuck you guys. I'm going to go anyway. Um, I know uh, Karen, uh, who's written for us in the past. Uh, well, yes. it's just the one thing. Um, she wrote something on Slash Film about this movie and representation yes. and whitewashing. And I respect her opinion. Not that I don't respect yours, Matt, but I don't know, just the fact... <laughs> I do respect your opinion, but just this whole... The whitewashing thing really bugs me. It's a, really, it's a thorn in my side. So, yeah. That's where I am with this. Uh, again, probably not going to see in theaters. And Matt, you may be right. Maybe like on a cheap Tuesday, like a week from now, I might see it. I know but... you will. <laughs> Um, I just I, I just can't help myself. <laughs> Don't worry, I know you will. I just can't help myself because I am a trash monster. But right now, I'll say I'm the trash monster. It's a thorn in my side, Matt. This controversy uh, that I, I can't help but say, ugh, not not today, Satan, not today. <laughs> so that's Ghost in the Show. <laughs> let's talk about let's let's talk about a legitimately great Scott Johansson movie now, okay? Uh, Lucy. No, fuck that movie. I mean, yes, Lucy is great. I, mean, I could talk about Lucy. Uh, I fell asleep actually, yeah, during these, Lucy. These came out. It's actually just... number one on my top twenty-five. Oh, exactly. okay. I'm gonna, actually I'm gonna out, hang up on uh, you, man. I'm gonna... <laughs> these came out on the same during the same year. Uh, did they? Yeah. Under the skin and 13, Lucy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fell asleep during Lucy. I did. I'm so sorry. It's like an hour long. I mean, it is. Yeah, what the I fell hell? asleep. Really the movie's like ten minutes long. How did you fall asleep? I rarely fall asleep during movies. I fell asleep during this. I fell asleep during Warcraft. Uh, I fell asleep during Tomorrowland. Uh, and those all these movies, I do not care for. So, yeah, because uh, you fell asleep during. <laughs> you, you, I mean, if they were good movies, I'd be awake. That's the thing. Chug three Red Bulls, and you'll never fall asleep. Uh, anyway. Under the Skin, the the, the superior 2000... It's 2014, right? 2014. 13. Yeah. 13. Whatever. It's a 14. It actually came out the same day as uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Oh, did it? Well, at least in New York and L.A. Why am I stupid right now? It's 2014. Yes? Yeah. 13. 13? Okay, fine. You win. Yes. Uh, Anyway, Under the Skin. Thanks, IMDb. (laughs) Who saw this? I, um, I've seen, I've seen it. it. <laughs> what do you mean? Who saw it recently? Oh, many. Oh, I watched it. Oh yes, yes. Uh, so okay, it's been cat feeder. Yes, the cat feeder just went off in the background. Uh, yes. But Manish, you saw this recently, and I know uh, Nick Isaac recently wrote about it on TalkFromSociety yeah. dot com, mentioning, hey, you know, along with this and Lucy, and you know, I not to not to say he should have done it but i would have liked to have seen a comparison to her i mean johansson is like making a a like a, a with okay without having seen the movie i can i can see she's going for a like career a, out of making non-human sentient beings yeah like that's that's okay, what there you go. that's what interests her as an actress so and this falls under that under the skin so more power to her uh manish talk about under the skin yeah, um, so Under the Skin, she, uh, just to, uh, I mean, it's hard to, like, summarize this movie because there's really no, like, no plot exposition in that, like, anything that I feel like I say about it is just my own projections on to just what's on the screen, which is a lot, but it doesn't really, yeah. there's no real, like, story narrative to follow. But, 
yeah, I mean, she's just this alien. She kind of drives around Scotland, picks up guys, and <laughs> does. I don't know what she does with them, like she eats them it. or yeah, harvests them somehow. But and it, you know, it's funny because like leading up to the film coming out, um, a lot of it people were talking about was just this first half where it's just her driving around and she I know the movie got a lot of press because she was talking to um non-actors who were like yeah. they're being filmed and hidden cameras and she was just um I forgot like I was reading up about the movie and there do you guys remember that like Scarlet Falls meme that oh, like yes I remember fell, yeah she falls in the movie as part of the character yeah and then I guess some paparazzi or someone found that got a picture of that and people thought that she like tripped in real life and, yeah. <laughs> and so it became this like meme for like I don't know a week and a half and then she was, <laughs> I just like, looked it up it's, guys, like, it's a scene that I'm filming like I was directed to fall <laughs> and it was like, this ridiculous thing but it's just so it's like they were really trying to do like guerrilla filmmaking um, but for me like the second half of the movie is really interesting because as she meets like this guy with um some kind of like physical disorder, yeah. um, a deformity, I guess. I don't, I don't know if that's a proper way yeah, like to say a, it. But. Well, he has like a like a skin condition. Right? Yeah, and that's a nice way of saying it. Yeah, and she kind of like learns about like empathy and and like humanity through that. Um. So, um, yeah, and so and then she kind of goes on this like journey of self discovery, um, where she has this sort of. One like my favorite scene is where she's like in the restaurant and she like orders a piece of cake, and like takes like about an hour to like eat it. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's uh, it's pretty great. Um, yeah, I mean it was just like a, I was felt like I wanted I was like in the in the mood to watch it. Um, Had you seen it before? Yeah, I oh okay it right. before like I saw it in theaters when it came out. Um, I was living in Boston at the time. And um, I, I like I remember being like, oh man, I wish I lived in New York. Like this is a movie I want to see with a New York crowd, not a yeah. Boston crowd, <laughs> uh, like a Manhattan crowd. <laughs> um, and then I had, had bought it on iTunes, um, and I I remember watching it once before on iTunes, and then I watched it again just because I was like in the I was in the mood for like Scarlett Johansson as like a non-human being type role kind of leading up to Ghost in the Shell and um, so I was watching it I was on a train and then I was like oh wait this movie has like graphic nudity like I probably shouldn't be watching it <laughs> with like people around because like, there's a small just, child next to me yeah there's you just, gotta like, learn sometime next to me, and I was like oh she, she does like she doesn't she's never heard of this movie she's just seeing Scarlett Johansson being naked on my screen <laughs> so I was like oh my god this is so embarrassing but I was like you know I'm gonna I'm going to continue watching it because this is an art film and I, I shouldn't be embarrassed. But yeah, I mean, it's just such a like, it's such a fascinating movie because there's no, um, like there's no plot exposition. There's no um, really like tangible clue as to like what's yeah. really happening. Um, the movie kind of hints at sort of a, la- a larger um like plan between these aliens. I mean, there's that her boss or her uh, the guy on the motorcycle. Yeah, he keeps her following watcher, her. I guess. Yeah, watcher, I guess. And um, it seems like when she goes on her journey, of, you know, with um, her journey, like in the second half of the film, like he's kind of disappointed, or she's kind of 
I don't want to say that she's on the run from him because that suggests there's a, a story thread there, which there isn't. She's just kind of like, you know, wandering around. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, what are your what are your thoughts on it? I I love this movie. Uh, it's one of those movies that like it's one of those science fiction films that really hit me. Uh, like few others have. I mean, I compared this uh, when I first saw it to uh, 2001, A yeah. Space Odyssey, where I'm like, this is what sci-fi, not maybe, uh, it, it's it's what it, it can be. I mean, everyone makes sci-fi movies with, you know, spaceships and, you know, flying through wormholes and shooting lasers. Uh, but my favorite sci-fi is this kind of like hard sci-fi where it takes a look at a human condition um, and it it amplifies it in such a way that it's a little easier to understand, even though under the skin is not very easy to understand uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, wow. But but I will say that I adore this film. Uh, it's one of my favorite Scarlett Johansson roles. Um, I think it's tied with Matchpoint for me. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because in Matchpoint, she's like, that, that's next level. Uh, but yeah, but this one, like, she does so much without even saying a line of dialogue that you totally get immersed in the character. And I really need to see there. I've seen two of Jonathan Glazer's films. I mean, he's made three. Uh, he did uh, sexy beast, which I love so much, so much that I wrote about it on talk film society way back in November. Hey, remember that Marcelo? What? <laughs> <laughs> I worried about uh, sexy beast for uh, noir Vember. Oh, yeah. oh, actually, I do remember that article, actually. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, then, and then in 2004, he did Birth with uh, Nicole Kidman. That's the one I haven't seen. Uh, but yeah, Birth I really... really fine. Like, I keep yeah. waiting for the Criterion to announce it. Like, I think they should. Yeah, maybe um, one day. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I've no, seen... Under the, the skin, first... terrific. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen Sexy Beast, kind of. Like, I we watched it a lot in my screenwriting class, but, like, nice. we forgot to finish it because um, the class ended. Um, but, yeah, and then Birth is... I remember, like, I taped that off, like, I think it was on, like, Women's Entertainment or some, like, random oh, channel. Wow. Like, I didn't even know what this movie's about. <laughs> but I guess, I mean, they, they must, and cause someone enjoyed it there, so... And I'm sure I'm going to like it because... Anything Nicole Kidman does, I will watch and probably enjoy. Yeah, she's kind of great. Hey Matt, now now that you have HBO, you should see Big Little Lies. Because oh heard, my god, I can't wait. I heard she's amazing in that. That's the yeah. first thing that I added to my uh, watch list on HBO Go. Good. Yeah, I I need to watch that. It's from the director of Wild, and I loved Wild. So oh, oh I hear man, that. Wild is so I heard, good. I hear yeah. that's pretty good. It, it's amazing. Uh, and Renee Zellweger yeah. I mean, that cast I mean we're not talking about Big Little Lies you mean Reese Witherspoon yeah Reese what, what did I say who was that Rizzo, Renee Zellweger no I'm wrong I, I always should have been Renee Zellweger I've always done that and I don't know why Bridget Jones ain't in this movie in, in this show <laughs> on now they're both a fantastic actresses but they have our names that I get confused all the time but no it's Reese fine. Witherspoon sorry yes. uh, she is terrific she is and Laura Dern Laura Dern uh, I'm all about her uh, sh- well, I can't pronounce her name. Uh, sh- Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. I love her. I know people don't so do like I. her. Yeah. Um. You know what? I think people don't like her because she did those Divergent movies. Uh, it's not her. F- I mean, uh, well, you know what? Hey, he- sometimes. Hey, sometimes you got to eat. Yeah, and and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Like, let, let, let's not pretend that half of those movies are are 
I mean, half of those movies are garbage, the Hunger Games movies. I, uh, I would totally agree. I would say the only one you really need to watch is Catching Fire. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, and that's it. Oh, I, I'm a big fan of the Hunger Games series. If only for that one scene where it switches from 235 to IMAX as she goes up the, the elevator. Mind-blowing. Amazing. Uh, the man. thing is, like, I can't... Um, I don't fault Charlie Woodley for Divergent series only because like at that time first of all the first Divergent movie is not bad like it's like Power Rangers level and that like could have okay. been a wreck, but it's like entertaining enough like it's fine but um, at that time and like when those came out like that was the thing to do you yeah. like, you did a young adult franchise you <laughs> and like yeah I mean like Jennifer it were, I mean Jennifer Lawrence like her career is just like King Midas and that like she hit the like, <laughs> yeah. great franchise and she's had like the indie cred with like Winter's Bone and then Silver Linings Playbook she made before Hunger Games and then you know that movie comes out first she's a big star then she wins an Oscar like it's just like it's crazy and like yeah, it's nuts. I, I think that a lot of actresses in her age group with Shiley Woodley, Chloe Grace Moretz and um, even at, even Emma Stone in on some level although she started before Jennifer Lawrence like they're all trying to match that career and I tra- yeah. career trajectory. Oh, and Jennifer Lawrence also had X Men, which is huge. Like, yeah. I like she, her, she should like marry her agent. Like, it's just, like it's crazy. <laughs> but, um, and like I don't fault any of these actresses for following that career path because not at all. You know, it could also. I mean, if Divergent had been good and like the way that like the first Hunger Games and um, Catching Fire were good, and then. And if she had gotten an Oscar nomination for The Descendants, I mean, her career would be totally different. She really, she, I, I, I always say this, she really should have been nominated for The Descendants. I haven't seen The Descendants, Descendants I'm not the biggest, um, what's his face? Alexander, Alexander Payne? Payne? Okay. Um, but I, from, like, but like, you know, I don't, you guys know that I'm a big Oscar guy, like, even yeah. then I was like, I haven't seen this movie, I don't really care to, but like, she should be nominated here. Just by virtue of like the numbers and the stats and you know what's going on, but I I'll go to bat for that movie. Constantly. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it it's it's a tremendous adaptation of a amazing novel, uh, and they basically captured the tone of the novel perfectly, and that's what I really love about it. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, that's rare. Have you guys seen White oh, Bird? Yeah, I know. White Bird and a what? Blizzard. Have you seen? Yeah, that? I have seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I love. Okay. I cannot say anything bad about it because I've seen her in that, and I think she's amazing in that. It, it's Matt. You should seek it out. Like it, she's, she's a great actress. I mean, is. I even liked her. I even liked her in Spectacular Now, and she was like the only redeeming quality of that movie. Yeah, I think so. Um, but so uh, under the skin. <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah. eight, eight thumbs up. Uh, I'll just add the soundtrack is is amazing by yeah Mika Levy yeah Mika Levy yeah yeah uh, it's one I had to see at least like three times to fully appreciate first time I'm sorry we should call her um, Academy Award nominee Mika Levy that's right yeah (laughs) (laughs) which I I was excited for Uh, I really think she should have been nominated for Under the Skin but hey the, the Academy this is not this is not a movie that Academy back then anyway for sure would have like embraced. So, ever I maybe don't even think that they've even heard of it or know that it exists. Yeah. Like, it's, I can't even imagine. Now, like they look at that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I'm now sure they I, look at that. Like her her like resume and they're just like, what is this under the skin movie? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, hopefully now with like the the Academy like 
uh, not shakedown, but uh, they they mix up. Mix up. They they've added more members, so it's one reason why, and a good reason why Moonlight won Best Picture. Yeah. But you know, Ho- Ho- Land won. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm still making that joke. Yes. Anyway, uh, Under the Skin. Yeah. What was my point? Yeah, like it. It should have been a good movie. It should have been like uh, an awards darling, Under the Skin. But whatever. It's whatever. It, 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 it's. Like it's still like people like us for sure appreciate it. They love it, and mm-hmm. if anybody besmirches Scarlett Johansson, I don't know. I, w- I'll slap you in the mouth. Why? Why would they? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um. Anyway, speaking of creatures, you watched a little movie starring some tiny creatures, didn't you? I don't know how that transition makes sense, but okay. Um, Scarlett Johansson is an alien, so she's a creature. So. Fine, sure. There you go. See, that works. It's all magic. I'll allow it. <laughs> Thank you, Manish. Thank you, Manish. Thank you. Um, yeah, Gremlins 2, the new batch. Yeah. I saw this in the theater. At the... So did I. Oh, did you now? When it came out. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> but I saw this. Uh, where am I at? The Alamo Drafthouse, where dreams are made. Copyright yeah. pending. Yes. <laughs> Animal Drafthouse. They're showing Gremlins 2, and I'm like, I'm there. Uh, I think this is why I'm single, because I, (laughs) you know, it was a Monday night, 10 p.m., and, like, I had to drop everything to go see Gremlins 2, downtown Austin, (laughs) um, which is a drive for me. But, yeah, uh, there's nothing going, nothing was going to stop me from watching this in a theater with a crowd, so I did it, so... It's a Again, good movie. I mean, ladies, I'm single, but no, I, 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 okay, the story of me watching this for the first time, I always get a kick out of because I was in Ecuador 21 years ago. Okay, uh, the country of my parents' birth, you know, Ecuador, oh, South cool. America, and we were on, va- you know, a month long vacation in the summer, and I was at my, I think, grandparents' house, and of course, it's Ecuador. You know they speak Spanish, and I turn on the TV, and it was all Spanish, and I had to watch something, and they're they're playing Gremlins two in Spanish, and I was like, okay, I've never seen a movie in Spanish before. Like, oh damn! Like really, like like dubbed like this. Uh, I I understand Spanish, I can speak Spanish, but it was a weird experience seeing Gremlins two for the first time in Spanish. But I enjoyed That's myself. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, and then cut to. Like years later, I saw it on cable and then on Netflix, like a few years ago, and then now like, it's it's been maybe five years since I've last seen it, and I'm like, okay, okay, I need to see this with the crowd, and I did, and it was amazing. It it's it, I don't doubt it. I love this movie. It is insane. Same. Uh, like uh, talk from society writer Andrew wrote in his uh, look back on the movie. Uh, he says that this is Joe Dante just going for it, just having the freedom, the money to do whatever he wanted, and it's, time of his life. It's, it's there on the screen. It's it's very reminiscent to like you know Batman Returns, where a director is just unleashed yeah. to create. Basically, in order to make it, he gets you know carte blanche. He can do whatever the hell he wants and yeah. totally goes for it. And it, it Gremlins Two is. Is bonkers. It's 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 nutty. It's it's still funny. I I got a kick. Oh, out it's of, hilarious! I, I got a kick out of so many jokes that I wasn't expecting. Like I wasn't really expecting to laugh as hard as I did during this movie when well, when, yeah. when I did it. Yeah, and I'm glad that the crowd really dug it. Now, one thing I'll mention. Yeah. Uh, 
is one reason why I was excited to see it on the big screen is because they're going to present it on film, you know, 35 millimeter. Which, if you haven't seen Gremlins two, uh, <laughs> there is a little joke uh, where the the film, like halfway through the movie, the quote unquote film burns, like it's uh-huh. an effect, and it go it breaks the fourth wall, uh-huh. and you see that the Gremlins. Like it have like, like the projection, room. yeah. Then the projection booth, and then it cuts to a theater where Hulk Hogan is summoned uh, to to tell the Gremlins summoned. to stop. <laughs> I think the theater manager uh, calls on Hulk Hogan to tell the Gremlins to stop. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, because and I'm gonna I'm gonna blame Warner Brothers for this, not the Draft House. Okay. The Draft House, like they're amazing. People. They're perfect. They're perfect. Now the Draft House wanted to screen as 35. They, you know, they wanted it on film. But Warner Brothers only has two prints of Gremlins 2 out there. Like, one, like, pristine prints that they have played in, like, L.A. and other places. Yeah. Uh, like, somebody on Twitter confirmed that with me. Like, they, they played that, uh, like, at the New Beverly. Like, not too long ago. I was going to say the Beverly, yeah. Yeah. Then they have another print, which is terrible, cannot be played, scratched to shit. Uh, guess which one they sent to the draft house? <laughs> the one... Scratch the oh, shit. Scratch the shit. And so they're like... Why would go? They're like, sorry guys, we have to play this on DCP, and I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So I would have loved to have seen it on film and ha- and like have that happen, and like people who have never seen it before, they would have gone bonkers, they would have gone insane. Because like when it burns, like when the film burns, and if you're wa- if you were watching it on a film, it'd have like a bigger effect. But anyway, that's like my only, I my only complaint. I do- I do remember seeing this uh, when it came out and my dad getting really close, like when the film burns, getting really close to standing up and getting out and like complaining. <laughs> and <laughs> and then he, he like, he, he got like half out of his seat and then he saw the gremlins on the screen. He's like, oh, ha, 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 trick me. <laughs> it is, it is one of the best, I think, fourth wall jokes. Fourth wall breaks. Ever, yeah, I think ever in movies, ever. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah. I love it so much. And the, the cast in this is wonderful. I mean, you have Christopher Lee as, like, the mad scientist. Uh, and his uh, his little sidekicks are played by the security guard from Terminator 2, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I... Uh, I, I, love, I love this movie. And I also blame this movie for me getting in trouble in elementary school a lot. Uh, because anyone remembers the Rambo reference in this movie where he makes a little bow and arrow out of uh, a paperclip and rubber band. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that all the time in school and I would get in so much trouble for launching pens at like the kids sitting next to me. Well, Mark am, didn't like me. I am not surprised. Uh, in first and second grade, Mark, uh, Mark Walsh was not a fan of me. <laughs> um, Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Oh, and I should say uh, John Glover as Daniel Clamp, the oh my god, a character who it, it's clear, and I think that even Joe Dante has said it right. The creators have said it. It's it's based off Donald Trump, right? Mm-hmm. I w- actually wish in simpler, in simpler times. It's ex- exactly in simpler times. I wish Daniel Clamp was just like you know Home Alone two and <laughs> Pizza Hut chill guy. I oh my god! I I, <laughs> I I would rather have President Daniel Clamp than what we have now. Because like by the, by the Love end of the movie, act. yeah, vote for that actor to be president. <laughs> by the end of the Mr. movie, Mr. Luther, of course. Yeah, by the end of the movie, Clamp actually has like compassion and cares about people. So yeah, but that's not going to happen in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I wish life were movies. Spoiler. Uh, anyway, uh, Manish, have you seen Gremlins two? 
No, I haven't. Um, oh, it's, it's so good. It's sort of like that came out in the eighties, right? It was uh, like 90, 90, 1990. 90, yeah, 90. Okay, yeah. So there's like uh, late eighties, kind of early nineties. So it was kind of a blind spot for me, I guess. Um, I guess when I started watching film, like as a serious thing, like I went straight for like the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, even nineteen sixties. Um, so yeah, stuff like like Gremlins too. Like I just don't have um, much awareness of, and it feels like something that I'd only want to see with a big crowd. Because I feel like if I watched it at home for the first time, like I just I don't think I'd have the full effect that I would want. Is that I feel accurate? I feel that you'd still giggle to yourself quite a okay. bit. Okay. Okay, yeah. I mean, then it's, it's, I, I it holds it up. Again. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, okay. it is. Yeah. That's good to know because I wouldn't want to watch it and then have like a you know uh, low key experience at home and then be like, yeah, it's whatever, you know. Yeah. But if it's if it holds up at home by yourself, like in the middle of the day, then for sure I'll check it out. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's like very infectious, like how much fun it yeah. is. Yeah, it is both a hoot and a holler. <laughs> oh, and I should okay, al- <laughs> I, I should also say. The Draft House is known for their amazing pre-shows before the movie. They mm-hmm. played one of my favorite Key and Peele sketches before the movie. Yeah. The, the, the Gremlins 2 sketch. I don't, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's it's phenomenal. Look it up, folks. Um, it, Wait, since we're on the talk of, of Key and Peele, Matt, have you seen Get Out yet? Matt has, no. not, Matt has not seen Get Out. Okay. <laughs> Matt, okay. It's just like, go see it. It's been out for like six weeks. It's made like almost $200 million. Yeah, like, but... <laughs> Yeah, but the Blu-ray comes out in like three weeks, so I'll wait. Yeah, but like you saw Ghost in the Shell before Get Out. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm terrible. It just boggles my mind. Uh, I'm glad you are here to say this to him, uh, Manish. <laughs> Damn it. Because, Matt, for like, the love of God. I feel bad because heart- like, we just started talking to each other in like the last couple months, but like, Matt, seriously. <laughs> Matt, okay, look, uh, okay, what are you doing this weekend? What are you doing? Okay, what are you doing? Um... I don't know. I'm hanging out at home. <laughs> Just go to like a matinee. I'm sure I'm, by this point. I'm doing. I'm doing relationship time this oh, weekend. Take it. Okay, drag, you know what? I'm drag. gonna hang up now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carlo dragged you to Pyre Rangers. Drag him to get out. Okay. Maybe. Ugh. We'll see how my money situation is. How about that? Go to a matinee. I'm sure it'll still be. I work. It'll. It. Oh, go. Go. Oh, whatever. I don't have time for a matinee on Friday, on Saturday or Sunday. Then I'm go, working all weekend. Well, then go like on a. You're usually off on Tuesdays or Thursdays. Go out, go go to a movie like on a weekday. Do something. Maybe. <laughs> uh, anyway. Maybe. My dog gets lonely. I need to stay uh, home with him. Dogs get a cat. They're less hassle. Ew. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> cats don't. Yeah. I'm not here for cats. Uh, but okay. I'll say oh, one more thing. I'll say then I'll shut up. Okay, by this point, yeah, it's like what, like almost two months after the fact that it's out. Yeah, I know. I, I, guarantee- I was very excited to see it when it first came out, but I couldn't. I guarantee you, if you go like this week, it'll be like the the theater will be like half full because. Yeah. People- so I saw it last night actually for the second time, and it was a pretty full screening. Yeah. I mean, more than I expected. So. so- Take advantage of the theater experience with this one, Matt, because I think Fine. I think I'm, 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 this is my final point. Okay, then I'll shut up. The theater, <laughs> the theater experience with this, it's it's rare that I had so much fun the third time seeing it with a packed yeah. crowd. They just 
they love it. This is like a a a crowd pleaser. the the definition of, The definition of a crowd pleaser, especially at the end, it is phenomenal. So maybe in your town, oh. <laughs> I have a feeling people in my town are going to hate this movie. Even good. so, they should they they hate it, then they should hate it because that is very indicative. I, I I will say like it was a different experience seeing this at the Draft House. Like I think the day it was released, where if you go to Draft House, it there's a no talking policy. It's very it, it's like you drop a needle, you know, it, it's that quiet. But then like the third time I saw it was Tuesday night at a at a Cinemark Tinseltown. Cheap Tuesdays, uh, like seven p.m. It was filled with rowdy people, like th- th- that were like hooting and hollering at the screen. But this is like the perfect movie to do that. Yeah, in it is. Yeah, it really is. I, I, like, like this and like Scream Two. Like when I saw it at like yeah. uh, at, at a cheap screening, like a dollar screening. Like <laughs> it's just as fun as that. Like. Anyway, um, okay, fine. I'm, I'm going to see it now because you just compared it to Scream Two in some superfluous way. <laughs> Completely superfluous. Uh, now, that, you're, now I'm sold. Now I really want to see it again. That, that scene in Scream Two when uh, I was going to say Scream. No, uh, when Ghostface is on the is on the hood of the car. We just call him Scream. It's fine, <laughs> Mister Scream. When he's, on, <laughs> when, when he's on the hood of the car, and I think it's Courtney Cox who has the gun, and yeah. like. I, somebody in front of me was like, "Shoot him! You you fucking shoot him!" <laughs> and I got so into it, I got so into it that I started screaming too. I was like, "Shoot him! Shoot him!" <laughs> so yeah, um, go that's and get out. Fun fun times at the theaters. Anyway, cool. Fine. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. Uh, Manish, thank you so much for bringing that up. Um, I'll bring it up until he sees it. We're going to have you on every week on this show until he, until Matt sees Get Out. Great. I guess it'll be May 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, okay. So, hey, uh, speaking of being devilish. <laughs> there you go. Devil in a blue dress. Devil in a blue dress. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean... Um, yeah, Manish, remind I me see. about this one. I, so this, I think I have. Um, it's a film from, I'm going to say 1995, mm-hmm. uh, starring Denzel Washington, yes. Jennifer Bills, and uh, Tom Sizemore, and Don Cheadle. Um, oh, yeah, in one of his first roles, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think his like, first big hit. Um, directed by Carl Franklin, who's this uh, amazing director that I feel like nobody really talks about anymore. He does a lot of TV now. Um, he's also black, which I think is probably why he's not mentioned as much. Because um, mm-hmm. his films are very much like um, steeped in like not in like black culture, but like not yeah. not like slavery or civil rights. <laughs> so, gotcha, but, yeah. um, but uh, he is, Devil in a Blue Dress is a film noir um, set in 1958, I believe. But um, it's kind of like Denzel Washington is this like guy who is um, he's like out of a job because he like called out his boss on the fact that like he um, I think wanted to like take some time off from work because he pulled like a double shift and then the boss was like no you can't do that so he was fired um, oh and then he like told his boss that like this white guy did the exact same thing and wasn't fired and that made him like get fired 
even like the boss lady was even more mad about that. Oh, so wow. um, he's like out of a job. He like um, gets offered to gets offered one hundred dollars, which I guess in nineteen fifty eight is a lot of money, um, just to like look for this like white woman um, who's played by Daphne Beale or Jennifer Beals. Um, her character's name is Daphne in the film, and it's just like uh, it's sort of um, it's based off this um, based off a series of novels. Um, but in like I guess the character that Denzel plays, uh, Easy Rollins, becomes a private eye uh, throughout the series, and so this is the first his first like adventure where he's like not that good of a private eye, and um, it was really cool like uh, just just watch a film noir that's like um, within like the black community A and then B in the 1950s because um, it's something that I had never seen before and it was so interesting to see how it uh, played you know as very much a typical noir but then also had all these elements of you know 1950s racism and uh, you know just like it's kind of the same thing like I was saying with After the Storm where it's like if it had been like a regular white guy story like it wouldn't have been that special but there's just so much more detail so much more nuance and sophistication in there um and uh, i've been listening to the denzel washington podcast on the earwolf network i don't oh, know if yeah. you guys know it i've, I've uh, heard of the episode yeah yeah uh denzel washington is the greatest actor of all time period so i've been going through nice. semi denzel phase because you know i've listened to all the episodes of films that i'd seen now i'm just going through the ones i hadn't seen and i'm like these movies are interesting and um i've you know i didn't grow up with denzel like the podcast host did um so I like I feel like I kind of um, like my eyes are kind of open to like what an icon he is I mean like, he's always been a terrific actor you know very like someone I respect a lot you know a pillar of the institution like just a, you know a very you know respected you know individual um, obviously he just did Fences which was one of the best acting performances I'd ever seen from him or anyone he's terrific ever. in that in life <laughs> like he like redefined what acting is i guess yeah. um so it's kind of going so i've been going back through his filmography to sort of see his like older films and devil in the blue dress really stuck out to me because that, that i mean the title is great like the premise is really interesting and um it also like i, I believe it takes place in the south or summer it just felt like a very hot movie and that, like, it felt very like like Denzel is just wearing a wife beater the entire time, <laughs> and um, it's just like, and Jennifer Beals is absolutely terrific, and I, I think she's most known for Flashdance. Okay, um, yeah. From I guess that was like a, a like a decade or so prior, um, but um, so but I think she hasn't really. I think she's done a lot of TV work, um, and I keep getting her mixed up with Jennifer Grey. Uh, who I guess also popular around the same time and then kind of faded out. But because um, I was like, oh, is this the girl from from Dirty Dancing or is this Flashdance or Footloose? Like I don't know who it was, but apparently, yeah, it's Jennifer Beals from uh, from Flashdance, and she was terrific. And I'm like, she's not really an actress that I thought would um, kind of give out a standout performance in a Denzel Washington movie. I mean, she's you know, not someone I hear too much about now, but she was absolutely fantastic. And um, Don Cheadle pretty much also like steals the movie and gives a really, um, really like fun character who's kind of like a live wire, unpredictable. 
And I think it, it's so funny because in this movie, you know, Denzel Washington is a star, but there are all these like character actors around him who are doing these like uh, really showy, you know, fantastic performances. And it just makes you respect Denzel more because he's a very generous actor. And we did the same in Fences and Magnificent Seven and Flight, where he just lets his co-stars just like take, you know, take the center stage because he's such an institution unto himself that like yeah. he does feel threatened by other actors and um you know of course there's a there's like the best thing in this movie is where he takes a hammer to this bartender's marble counter <laughs> yes please and like it's um it's i mean it's brilliant like it's like watch it on youtube if i don't know if you've seen the film if you haven't uh, at least watch that scene um because this poor guy is like so proud of this marble counter uh, on the well, marble on his bar, and then Denzel just like takes a hammer to it, and it's just like, uh, I mean, it's, it's fantastic, um, very very cool. So yeah, I mean, Devil in a Blue Dress, you know, check it out if you uh, haven't seen it or if you want to watch it again because I was really surprised by it. Yeah, yeah I really want to see this movie. I have to watch it again because I first, oh, excuse me, first time I saw it was like this time last year. I went to the draft oh, house. You did the- you yeah. did the Denzel marathon. I did the Denzel marathon, like five Denzel, five mystery Denzel movies in a day. Oh wow! And they played wow. this, and it was my first time seeing it, and seeing it on the big screen with like a nice crowd. I was like, wow! I, I was blown away by this because I. What else did they show? Oh, uh, they but... showed this. They showed heartbeats. No, <laughs> not heartbeats. Um, they showed Training Day, Man on Fire. Okay. Uh, what else did they show? Oh, put me in the spot, Matt. <clears throat> did they show Mel Better Blues? No, they did not. Uh, oh, that's uh, the one that I want to watch. Inside Man. They showed that. That's, nice. uh, that's four. Um, uh, you got me. I don't know what the other one was. Heartbeats. No. Um, <laughs> uh, ask me again later because I forgot. But no, okay. Devil in a Blue Dress. It's the kind of like neo noir that I like love. It, it reminds yeah. me of like um, uh, what's that Altman movie with uh, the detective? Long goodbye. Yeah, the the, the yeah. long goodbye, kind of like in that vein. Which yeah, it's one of my favorites. So yeah, I I need to rewatch this. I'm, I I talked about this on the podcast last year, Matt. Like Don yes. Cheadle is amazing. Like he, I, when as soon as he showed up and as soon as he like came to play, my audience who I saw it with, they just were loving it. They were. Oh, they uh, went all in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I love this movie. Uh, see it, Matt. Why don't you? Okay. <laughs> Add this to your okay, list. Okay, fine. I will. Uh, My ever growing watch list. Okay. It, it's one of your many crimes. Oh. It's only fifty dollars on Amazon. Fifty dollars. So. Oh, so that's you know, that's a steal. <laughs> Perfect. But uh, I mean, you've had many crimes, Matt. Like not watching Get Out. Um, and I've also had many crimes. Of passion. That's a, that's a segue. There you go. Um, I'm really proud of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. But yeah, no. I last week I picked up the Arrow video release of uh, Ken Russell's Crimes of Passion, and I was almost certain that this was my first Ken Russell film. Uh, I had heard he makes nothing but bonkers, crazy pants movies, and uh, turns out I was mistaken because. Back when I was a uh, maybe in high school, I saw The Who's Tommy, which he apparently directed. And knowing that, then yeah, he's definitely a weird guy. If you put Anne Margaret in a bathtub full of baked beans, you're kind of a weird, 
weird director who makes movies. And yeah, Crimes of Passion is all right. Basically, imagine if instead of running a motel, Norman Bates joined the priesthood. It's pretty, pretty insane. Um, he plays this uh, street preacher who hunts down uh, Kathleen Turner, who is, holy crap, next level in this movie. Uh, during the daytime, Kathleen Turner is a, uh, like, a, uh, like, a, like a fashion designer. But at night, she's a prostitute. Uh, who goes by the name of China Blue. And, yeah, that's a funny name. And then she, you know, basically seduces people for, you know, 50 bucks here and there. But Anthony Perkins shows up uh, with some, all right, I'll say it, yeah, murderous sex toys. And basically starts stalking her uh, through day and night, trying to uh, basically become what he wants to become by killing her with this giant murderous dildo. This is a real movie. This is a real movie that happened. And I love it so much. It is totally batshit. And I'm so glad I bought this. It's a really nice uh, 2K restoration that uh, Arrow put out uh, last year. Uh, The bonus features are great. It has a uh, commentary from years ago before he passed away of uh, Ken Russell and the screenwriter, Barry Sandler. I love this thing. It is just... It's the it's the bad kind of fun you know like you're watching this and you're like i shouldn't be enjoying this uh but it is just too much fun to not enjoy i mean it has some great lines of dialogue uh she bumps into a guy on the street and says she says you know i never forget a face especially when i've sat on it like <laughs> like the, the the one-liners in this movie really sell it and line. it's so good and uh yeah no i totally recommend crimes of passion it's uh it is an A plus home run bonkers good time. Yeah, I've only seen I think one Ken Russell movie, uh, and that is The Devils. I, I need to see that. Uh, uh, it's, it's on Shutter. I know. I really need to, you know, subscribe to Shutter again. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> ju- I think uh, they put it on Shutter like a week after I canceled my subscription. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, thanks, guys. Uh, I uh, there are like many cuts out there. I think the cut they put on Shutter is the cut I saw in theaters like two years ago. As long as I get to see any version of it, I'm fine. I do you know? highly recommend it. I know there's like another version out there that they haven't released that has like huh. one character, you know, having sex with like a femur. But I, I mean, okay, sure. Uh, yeah, that that sounds like Ken Russell. Hopefully, one day we'll see that version. Um, so you've crossed. seen. The Devils, and I've only seen Crimes of Passion and Tommy. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's varied. Uh, <laughs> he, make, he makes musicals, and he also makes a movie that is decidedly not a musical. Uh, Manish, how many, or have you seen any Ken Russell movies? I'm looking at his uh, filmography. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, um, I, he's definitely one I need to dive into more. Well, you can you can pop this and Tommy to the top of your list, because Tommy is yeah. bonkers, and it's a lot of fun. I also and plus, have... you get to see Jack Nicholson uh, do a musical number, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, that's always. Oh, it's terrific. <laughs> I also heard uh, Altered States is one to see. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's what he released right before uh, Crimes of Passion. Ah, uh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, he did, uh, he did two uh, U.S. movies during the, the early 80s, and uh, apparently they're the ones to see. And I will note that I watched the director's cut uh, of this. No, okay. no, I watched the unrated version. I'm sorry. Which is about ten minutes longer and a lot more graphic. Uh, it actually interspersed in the movie is like illustrations of pornography. Ah, it's yeah, it's oof. 
Yeah, it's something. <laughs> it was really nice. It was really nice to see Annie Potts in this. Uh, Janine from Ghostbusters. Ah, excellent. He did this. Uh, I guess she did this right before the same year as Ghostbusters. It's really weird to see her in this as well. <laughs> I was like, I mean, what are you I doing? only know her as the uh, sassy concierge lady from the remake of Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Obviously, I know her from the original, but yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only thing I've seen her in. Well, those two Ghostbusters, and that's it. Yeah. 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 But uh, hey, speaking of uh, long and graphic, this podcast is long and graphic. <laughs> we're, we're, we're having a lot of fun, but I know there are a lot more movies that we need to go through. So uh, Let's rush through a few of them because someone has work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, let's rush through so we can get to the game portion of, this, of the episode. So. Okay. Um, uh, I know we can skip a few. Uh, I mean, okay, let's let's do like a speed round. How about that? Okay. Like with, with yeah. some of these. Okay. Uh, real quick, Manish, Donnie Brasco. Uh, great crime film, although it just um, it does feel more like an imitation. Yeah. Of like, I don't know, like a Goodfellas, um, but it was interesting. Definitely a really good story. Um, uh, but yeah, not that exciting or memorable. Another movie that's been on my list for a while and I need to watch. I, it can go to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah I've, I've, I've seen it before and like, yeah, I remember just being very eh, blase about it. So Yeah, definitely you, you can see it after you see Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shin Godzilla. Uh, one of the most fun Pokemon movies I've ever seen. Uh, I was actually get, able to get a screener uh, of this uh, from a source. <laughs> okay, let's keep it at that. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I really love the. A lot of people don't like the bureaucracy angle that it takes, but it, it's I fell in I fell in love with it. Um, I like all the boardroom talk interspersed with uh, Godzilla destruct destroying things. I mean, he basically does evolve like a Pokemon. He starts off as this really weird like eel. Thing with giant googly eyes, which is adorable, by the way, and he just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And then he has like giant back lasers, and yeah, Shin Godzilla is awesome. It's uh, a lot of fun. I adore this thing, and I can't wait for it to come out on Blu-ray over here in the states. Yeah, hopefully that happens because I know it just came out on Blu-ray uh, in Japan. So usually we get them around like six months, almost to a year later. So who knows? This time next year we might have a Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fun. I need to rewatch. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, what about real quick, Vicky Cristina Barcelona? Uh, oh yeah, I love this movie. It's so good. It's such a like um, like fun, steamy, like ro- like romantic movie. And I think it's one of the few times like Woody Allen made a movie that's like about sex, but it's also like sexy and not just yeah. like awkward and neurotic. Yeah. Yeah, I need to see this movie. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's yes. really great watch. cinematography. You know, Penelope Cruz and Rebecca Hall are absolutely outstanding. Scarlett Johansson's obviously brilliant. I need uh, to yeah, rewatch good this movie. Uh, good I, movie. I, I love this. I think this is my in my top five Woody Allen. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Me too. I think it's probably number one or number two for me. Yeah, because I I love all the actresses in, all the actresses in this. Rebecca Hall, Johansson, Penelope Cruz, especially. Oh. So so great, and didn't didn't Cruz win the Oscar for this? Yes, yeah, she did. She yeah. Did. Okay, cool, nice. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, he's he's pretty good at getting his uh, ladies at Oscars. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a, a thing that happens. Uh, okay, the limey me. I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but I'll just say here real quick. Uh, it's quickly jumped into my favorite movies of all time. Uh, Damn, I've, I've seen it like three times already. 
Um, a week uh, in like a week. Uh, one of the oh, be- wow. one of the best edited movies I've ever seen. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. It's on HBO right now. Matt, uh, see Get Out first and then see The Limey. How about that? <laughs> How about no? <laughs> yeah. The, How about I'll watch the movie that I've wanted to see for about I don't know fifteen years before I go see Get Out. Uh, I'll do that. Immediately see The Limey if you have HBO. Yes, that's what it's I'm going to do. There. I'm going to. I'm talking I'm to the watch audience. It tomorrow when I get out of work. Thank you. Okay, thank you. It's on HBO. I, I mean, I can't recommend this enough. If you don't have HBO, it's only eight bucks on iTunes, uh, and also like if you can find it on DVD because the commentary on there is spectacular with him. You get the DVD on Amazon used for about five dollars. Yeah, yeah. With, with it has a commentary with Soderbergh and Lem Dobbs. It's an infamous commentary where they kind of go at each other, like Lem Dobbs. Oh, nice says, oh, why didn't you film this, Steven, or why didn't you do this? And he goes at one point, like, I don't think you understand characters, Soderbergh. <laughs> and Steven's <sighs> like, Soderbergh's like, oh, maybe, maybe you're right. But yeah. It's He's like, fuck you, get off my commentary. <laughs> but it, it's really good. And, you know, it, they had like a, this like a back and forth relationship, but like they worked together again on Haywire. So like they, I, and they worked together before. I that movie. Yeah, they, they worked together before in Kafka like years ago, but there you go. Uh, highly recommend the Limey. Again, one of my favorites of all time in the last week, so there you go. Uh, quickly, North by Northwest. Uh, oh, I just watched this today, actually, on the big screen. <laughs> on the big screen? Um, How, yeah, uh, I'm jealous what a, of that. What a coincidence. Um, no, it's just like, uh, we were talking about crowd pleasers earlier, like North by Northwest is like, kill, man. People are like laughing the entire time, and uh, really into all the action sequences and um, the suspense and like the the romance between uh, Cary Grant, Eva Marie Saint. Like I always forget how like sexy it is, and, and not just sexy, but just like they the the conversation that they have. I, almost every conversation they have is just dripping with innuendos. Where I was like, this would be less. Explicit, and they would just say, "Hey, let's go have sex." <laughs> but because there, it's so coded in innuendo and double meanings, it's like so much more obscene <laughs> than it would have been if they were just like, if they were allowed to just like talk like normal people. But I mean, that's great. I mean, North by Northwest, obviously my top ten. I have some issues with it, and then I also, I think there's just it's a little too long in the beginning. Um, and so that like when you get to like the end where they actually do earn. The, well, they actually do, yeah. or sorry, where they actually should take a lot of time to like develop these really key sequences. I'm kind of like, all right, well, how much longer do I have here? Because I've already been uh-huh. sitting here for two hours, and the climax is just starting. Um, that's my only main issue. I mean, it's a non-issue because the movie just once it gets going, it zips by, and it's fantastic. And um, actually, I was just reading today that like this house that they were. Uh, in the climax I was like where is this house it's like an amazing house and it's like really cool layout but then I read today that they built it for the movie and I was like oh that makes sense because it had this okay. like perfect layout um, but yeah I mean check it out it's great it is it's amazing it's yeah. my favorite Hitchcock uh, I love I, I I need to see it again actually I see it every year so yeah. I, I should it. see it for the first time Oh, God. It, it holds up it does. I mean, really I'm well. sure I'm going to enjoy it. I mean, I get to stare at Cary Grant for two and a half hours. I mean, <laughs> that's enough to get me. Yeah. To... I mean, for for me, I'm always surprised. Well, when I first saw it, I was surprised about how modern it felt. Like it's yeah. it's still impactful. Like it's still like, action packed. 
it's still thrilling. And each time I see it, I it's like it doesn't feel dated at all for me. So it, no, it's not. No. So it, yeah, please, Matt, please watch. Hitchcock actually rarely feels dated. I mean, yeah, there, that's true. There's some 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 of his films do, but his his big major ones like they feel timeless or they're always timely. Yeah, exactly. And this this one is is like one of those. It, it just feels like. It'll yeah, like many of his classics, it'll live on for decades. There's a reason to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of nothing, hey, uh, what about Fantastic Beasts? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I finally saw Fantastic Beasts and or Where to Find Them, and it's another great Pokemon movie. Uh, it's the uh, Carlo and I were saying like during it, we're like, well, we found our live action Pokemon movie because that's exactly what this is. It's uh, Eddie Redmayne uh, tracking down a bunch of Pokemon in Depression era New York, and it's very pretty. Uh, Redmayne is terrible. I mean, but that goes without saying. Um, uh, the what's her name? She's in Alien Covenant, and she oh, was in uh, Catherine Waters. Waters. Okay, she's terrific. I love her. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, also, I didn't know the guy from Balls of Fury still had a career. That's right. <laughs> or that Wait, he... Who are you talking about? Uh, the, the the lead guy from Balls of Fury. I've never seen that movie. I don't know what that is. Oh, he's the guy in Fantastic Beasts. He's got the mustache. He, he's Baker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's so, yeah. he's so charming. First off, I didn't know he still had a career or that he would be my favorite part of this movie. Um, yeah. it... Really loved... Uh, I, I don't even know his name. Uh, really loved Balls of Fury guy. It's him, and I also like love uh, the, the the his love interest, her yes, her well, whatever her Jeannie, name is. Yeah, uh, Allison Sudol. Oh, okay. I love I I fell in love with her. Uh, She's a delight. I oh uh, yeah. Anyway, Matt, keep going. Uh, yeah, I mean Eddie Redman's whatever. I everyone knows I'm not a fan of his. Uh, but other than that, it's a fun time in the wizarding world, and I really like what it's uh, what it's going for. I'll go see the next one. And it was cool that this movie had a really cool uh, Dr. Parnassus reunion. That was fun. <laughs> I, I, I'll quickly say, I can't remember if I talked about this when it came you did. out. I did. I'll just reiterate. Uh, the only problem with this movie for me was I'm not a Harry Potter fan. So <laughs> I, a lot of it did not connect with me. And I fully admit that it's my fault. It's my fault. So, yeah, That's fine. I, I like I said, I love some of the characters. Uh, yeah, that guy from Balls of Fury. I, I, I'm sorry, yeah, I his name is Dan Fogler. Okay, Dan Fogler, terrific yeah. in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and I also like the little zoo that he has in uh, his suitcase. It's fun. Yeah, and he just he, he goes in there and he shows off all his, all his little Pokemon creatures. I'm like, hey, that's cool. Yeah, I, I was talking to somebody, uh, and they're like, oh, I love. Fantastic Beasts. Or, no, they, they said they liked it or whatever. And I go, yeah. oh, uh, I, I remembered I had the Harry Potter collection on Blu-ray. And I was like, do you want my Harry Potter collection? Because I'm not going to see it. <laughs> so I just gave them my Harry Potter collection. <laughs> oh my god. Because I'm not... Guys, it's it's me, okay? I'm, I'm, just worst. Not, I'm just not into Harry Potter. I tried, but it's not going to happen. No, you didn't. I did. Okay, maybe. Maybe not, but... Uh, I... Uh, I um... Sorry, I really enjoyed Fantastic Beasts. I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No, no, no. I was done. I'm cutting myself off. Many should go. Ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I really liked the movie because um, what I liked about it is that it's set in the Wizarding World, but these are like adult wizards, not yeah, children. Exactly. Um, so that was kind of a, a different, you know, look. And um, yeah, I really liked Dan Fogler and Allison Sudol. Their romance I thought was very charming and believable and. I th- I love the ending where um, 
where he's in his big shop and mm-hmm. he comes in and he smiles and it fades out. I was like, that's that's like the perfect ending for this movie because it, it could have ended on some like dumb cliffhanger. It could have ended on some like cute joke, but I'm glad that it ended on them because I mean I don't dislike Eddie Redmayne as much as you do. I mean I think he's fine uh-huh. in general, um, but he's definitely not wasn't the most compelling part of the movie for me. For me, it was definitely those two and. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I really liked it. You know, I thought the uh, special effects and the monster designs, or not monsters, but the beast designs, were really fun and they were pretty cool. Interesting, and the New York setting was a good change of pace as well. Um, yeah, to get out of London. Yeah, yeah, and I liked. Uh, yeah, I just really liked the creature design in this. I mean, yeah. you had that big rhino with like the big. Uh, bulbous brain I guess I guess it is that thing was really cute and fun and uh, I really liked the creature design it was it was cute it was it was a good time yeah again guys it's me it's, it's not you it's me it's fine <laughs> it's fine um hey speaking of things I do like speaking of fantastic beasts and where to keep them <laughs> zookeeper's wife which is a movie surprisingly I haven't seen yet yeah, you're very off off brand tonight. Uh, I don't know what's happening. Um, actually, I don't think it's playing near me. I uh, I haven't really I haven't checked. I've been busy. Weird. Anyway, it's probably not. Yeah. So, Manish, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, you saw this. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me the skinny on Zookeeper's Wife. So this was the movie that I saw instead of Ghost in the Shell over the weekend. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm I, I'm not going to go see this Ghost in the Shell. I'm going to support a woman director. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a female-oriented film. So Zookeeper's Wife is directed by Nikki Caro, um, best known for Whale Rider. And um, you know what? I looked at her filmography over the weekend because I knew she had done something else that was really uh, well-regarded, but I can't remember it now. Um, so yeah, it starts with Jessica Chastain as um, she's a, like uh, one of the... Uh, she like owns a, mu- a zoo with her husband. Um, I guess technically he owns it, or he's like the me- the main zookeeper there, um, which is why it's not called the zookeeper. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's about she. It's about um, her life as she is um, takes care of the animals. She has this like innate ability to connect with them and to help them. Um, and then it, the uh, sorry, the movie takes place in like 1939 uh, Poland. So there's a German occupation, and the um, Jewish people are being, you know, thrown out and and, st- or, and forced from their homes and their um, shops and things like that. So she slowly starts to hide them in her house, uh, amidst like the watchful eye of um, Daniel Bruhl, who plays uh, Hitler's zoologist, which is apparently it was a thing. Because uh, they they say that in the film, they're like, "Oh, he's Hitler's zoologist," and I'm like, "Does Hitler did he have a zoologist? Is that like a thing that I just don't know from history?" But apparently, it is, and um, I oh, guess wow. like, huh. yeah, Hitler wanted to like take the prized animals from the zoo because the the Warsaw Zoo was and is very popular and well known throughout the world. Um, I'm guessing it's like the equivalent of like the San Diego Zoo that we have here in the U.S. Um, so I guess he Hitler wanted those prized animals um, in uh, in Germany, not Poland. And uh, they also hinted at some like experiment in bringing back uh, extinct animals that failed because of 
you know, science or whatever. Um, so yeah, the, but the the focus is more on you know um, Jessica Chastain as the the wife and um, you know her and and her family, you know her husband who's sort of taking the like the charge in you know bringing the Jewish people into their home and she's the one that has to like maintain the house and uh, help them throughout the day and because the I guess Hitler's zoologist Daniel Bruhl's character like has a thing for her, uh, which I, I think was was made up for the book that it was based on uh, and ma- exaggerated in the film. Like, I don't think it's real, but he kind of, like, comes by because he's, like, jealous of, of the zookeeper and um, likes to threaten Jessica Chastain. So it's, like, a really... The story is really complicated um, in the sense that it takes over um, the... It, I'm sorry, the, the, the movie like goes over like about like uh, a few years, so there's a lot of information packed in. Uh, the adaptation I don't think is very successful because it, you know, does kind of you know, it, it it does the thing where it does it does the biopic thing of like having to jam in years of story into like a two hour movie. Oh jeez. Um, you know Whereas I, I mean, which makes sense because the story does take place over a couple of years, but like, m- like most books, like I think it would have been a really successful miniseries, you know, on HBO or um, or Netflix even. But I mean, Jessica Chastain is terrific. Da- obviously, I mean, she's never bad ever in her life. Uh, Daniel Bruhl is very menacing, you know. Um, he's good at that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah, he's really good at that as well. So like everything is fine about this movie like it's it's what i would call like a good mom movie because like my mom would probably <laughs> like it and i don't mean that in a derogatory way at all i mean it's um it's a mom movie it's something yeah, you it's, feel it's safe decent, going to the movies with your mom you know, for. it's very it has some really good emotional beats um most of them including animals um in fact i i mean i did cry a little bit during the movie so i guess it's successful in that way because i i teared up a little but yeah i mean it's a good movie. I mean, definitely something that I can recommend. You know, when it comes on HBO or even Redbox, like uh, not the visuals aren't that exciting or um, inventive. You know, Nikki Caro is a. I think she's a, a, a good director um, in general, and I think this. I think the script was really what harmed the, the movie overall. Um, yeah. But. You know, for Jessica Chastain fans, I mean, it's another terrific leading role, and I, uh, for her, and I think that you know, it's worth seeing just for her. Well, like, and that's why I'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm there for Chastain. Uh, I just looked at the show times, and yeah, they are playing it near me, so I think that's my weekend sorted. Um, yes, I'll be seeing it throughout the entire weekend. No, uh, <laughs> what tickets to every show? Did you? I just didn't. no, uh, but yeah, I well, it it, it, it I, I it's good to hear that there are positives, many for sure, and, and yeah. Chastain for sure is a big positive. I'm hearing, so I'm there, I'm there, of course. Um, hey, okay, uh, uh, we're almost near the end. Let's skip okay. over. Let's go. Let's skip over ba- uh, Batman. I'll just say mm-hmm. I, I I watched Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. Whatever, Batman Forever, I think is still good. And I saw that stupid movie, Killing Joke. Don't Ugh. see it. Don't see it. Don't see it. 
not good. Wait, um, is that the one where Batgirl sleeps with Batman? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, yeah, I heard about that, and I was like, it's fucking, it's it's I don't really know what that means, but it just seemed bad. It, it, no, it's it, not good. It's Stay as, away. It's as bad or even worse as, as what you're thinking, Manisha. It's not, nice. not good. Uh, so anyway, it the, I saw them because they're on HBO and that movie's that movie's good for like ten minutes and yeah, that's it. Don't even bother. Uh, let's read end, the book. Let's end on Twin Peaks. Okay. Um, I'm gonna save Twin Peaks for next week. Actually, fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. Once be- I've watched uh, a little more Lynch. Yeah, because good because I am almost done with my series rewatch. All right, cool. And yeah, next week for sure. Let's go all out on Twin Peaks. All right, cool. Yeah, that'll be okay. lots of fun. So let's end on the game. Let's let's do one round of the game. Okay. Well, welcome back to the uh, Haycast Pyramid. Yes, the Haycast. Well, hopefully, pyramid. we don't get sued yet. No, no, no. So here are the rules, uh, and I guess I'm the I'm the rule maker, not the rule maker, the judge, whatever the the the, the, the game show host. So right, how? Uh, okay. Go. I'm going to send Matt five movies, uh, and Manisha will be uh, receiving. So Matt will give you clues. Uh, Matt cannot uh, say any director, actor names. Uh, he can no only, proper names. No proper names. He cannot describe... Uh, well, he can describe the plot and, you know, quotes yeah. and all that. But yeah, uh, avoiding proper names is key. And Manish, you will have to, you know, come up with the movie title. And yeah. you will have 60 seconds to get the five uh, five titles. Five movies. Yeah. And I will okay. be I will be keeping time. And let me open up my timer. And then okay, so we're gonna do one where uh, Manish plays, and then I'm going to test Marcelo. Yes, <laughs> for another sixty seconds. I am terrible at this game. I'll say that. So th- it, it, it's a reason why I'm the judge. I feel uh, I, I feel good. good. <laughs> okay, so oh, and like I I'll say right now, our our last guest. Uh, Riley, he got four movies in fifty nine seconds. I think that's the that's the record. Well, it's, that's the only record because that's he's the only guest who's played so far. Okay. So okay, so let's see how many you can get in sixty seconds. Okay. All right. So, you Matt, have the timer going. Yes. You're uh, do the timer. I the timer. Let me see. Okay. Timer's ready. Now I'm gonna now Matt, you have your Twitter open. I'm gonna send you the the five. Manish, are you ready for the pyramid? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm scared. I've been dreading this the entire day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do not worry. I mean, we'll see. He thought we'd forget. <laughs> okay. like, it's already one fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. In five, four, three, two, one. All right. Uh, okay, there's... Uh, I don't know what this movie is. Um, uh, the guy becomes young again. And it's a, no, and it's a uh, feel-good Disney movie. Uh, um, uh, uh, you can always pass. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll pass. I'll come back. To okay, it. okay. Um, oh, is it take... big? No. Uh, okay. Um, this takes place on the mountains, and it's an action movie. And uh, the guy trying to kind of talks like this uh, when he uh, saves people on the mountain. Um, my God, I have no idea. Okay, so, uh, I'll go to the next one. Yeah. Okay, um, okay. This this guy drives a car around at night and saves a young prostitute from uh, low lives. Um, it's not drive. So nope. No. And he takes his 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 uh, this girl on a date to a porno. 
and it doesn't go over oh, well. Oh, Taxi Driver. Okay, good. Okay, um, this movie is super woke, and it has animals who go savage. Animal pseudo savage, um, Madagascar. No, <laughs> no. Okay, okay um, stop. <laughs> it's, okay, Jesus. It's been a minute. I'm sorry. Um, you got one. Okay. <laughs> you got one, Manish, in 57 seconds. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. Uh, w- w- um, w- w- would you like to try again? <laughs> you want to try? With, you want to try with my movies? <laughs> Wait, what was the the animals one? Zootopia. Oh God! Yeah, let's what? let's uh, let's go through them. So the first one was the kid. Which which version? Uh, I mean, you, you, you. I was going for the Bruce Willis one. You could have picked Chaplin, or yeah, I mean, it's uh, it was. I, up went, to you. I went for the Bruce Willis oh, turning into a kid. Okay, the kid was my next guest after Big. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you were close. Uh, then yeah, yeah, Cliffhanger was the next one. Oh okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gotten that. Then Taxi Driver. Then Zootopia, and yeah, and that, those were the only ones uh, you went through. Um, so, I mean, Matt, do you want to try your movies, or do you want to try another I'm gonna, random? I'm gonna selection. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my movies. Okay. Well, it's 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 not fair because well, you are looking I at them, tr- so you know. Actually, I want to I want to trick you. You want to trick me? With, okay. With the movies, send me send me one more randomized, and then I will try to get uh, Manish again with the with those. But then I'm gonna get you with my list. So you want another randomized, okay? Yes. Okay. Send you another randomized. Okay. Uh, oh, and who's playing you and Manish? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Another randomized list. Actually, uh, you should send you should send him, and, ha- and test me. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do Do you want to do that? Oh, that would be fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here. Um. I'm getting the list ready. I'll send it to you, Manish. Uh. Okay. I'm looking at the list. I mean. These are random. I hope, I hope these are good. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is okay? Let me send you a direct message because the, the direct message method. Yeah, open up your Twitter, Renee. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, timer is set. All right, here we go. Counting down. Wait, I don't have it from. Twitter. No, uh, I, well, when I count it down, when I go three, two, one, zero. Uh, then okay. we'll start. And he sends it. Okay, yeah. Cool. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Um. Oh, okay. Um. This is where the uh, there's a uh, there's a, a a woman with a uh, carriage on on the steps and she gets the untouchables. Yeah. Uh, okay. Some wolves and a Jedi master in the cold. The gray. Um, okay, guy. Guy goes back to the train um, multiple times to Source save. Code. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't know this actual movie, but this is when you're uh, in a car just for like fun, and you're kind of like wild, going fast. Joyride. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, the Swan Queen in London helping a terrorist. Um, graphic novel. Vivendetta. Uh, yeah. Boom! Got it. You are wow. good, Matt. <laughs> good job. Nice. Wow, you are good. Uh, you got. Can I get that. all of them? You got all of them. Yeah, you're five wow. for five. I haven't. Even, I haven't even seen Source Code. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Wow. I've seen the trailer a bunch of times because they advertised the shit out of that. Well, there you go. And that's all I really need to know. Yeah. For the... So okay. That, uh, so Matt, that was five 
in 52 seconds. 52 seconds. Bitch in. All right. So you are on the leaderboard, uh, the top of the list. So, okay. Okay. So you want to trick me now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Should I I keep track? I should, shouldn't I? Uh, Timer-wise... I have a timer. Okay, fine. You you, you keep track. Okay. 60 seconds, right? Yeah, 60 seconds. Six, okay. Put 60 on the clock. All right. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, uh, really, uh, really hot actress uh, hunts down a snake in the uh, Amazon. Oh, uh, Anaconda. Okay. Um, guy who looks a lot like my dad figures out that lava is bad in Los Angeles. Uh, volcano. Okay, cool. Um, really, uh, really, uh, you know mid 2000s uh poster boy uh messes with time travel what uh mid what pass he had he had a show he had had a show on cable where he would mess with people's lives but in this he literally messes with people's lives by traveling through time to to save his girlfriend what (laughs) sliders i don't don't understand this pass pass next one next one okay they released the kraken oh uh pirates of the caribbean no. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, these uh, brother and sister are trapped uh, in a house uh, because their grandmother's evil, and eventually they have sex. Oh. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, flowers in the attic. Yep. Okay. We're good. You got fifty-nine seconds. Four and fifty-nine seconds. Okay. Fine. Four. Oh, three. Minutes. Sorry, you got three. <laughs> what did I miss? Butterfly, Butterfly effect. effect. Oh, I would have. Oh, I. Uh... And Clash of the Titans. No, no way I would have gotten Clash of the Titans. But they released the Kraken. It's what Liam Neeson screams at the camera. Oh, okay. Well, that was disappointing. Or if you want to get fancy, he says Lawrence Olivier screams at the camera. The the Butterfly Code is a weird movie. I, uh, effect? I, I do. What did I say? Butterfly Code? I, I'm getting yes. Source Code and Butterfly Effect mixed up. <laughs> uh, no, the Butterfly Effect is weird because it is not. It it's it is a time travel movie, right? But it's like a weird sort of time travel movie. Yeah. So I guess I don't he consider... Wakes up with, he wakes up without arms at one point. It's really weird. I don't consider it time travel. It's like, if you would have said he reads a journal... Alternate, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, anyway, but uh, I, I felt good about that. I got three. Last time we did this, I got like none, right? I was Damn. terrible. Okay, so I think we had fun. That uh, was fun. That was I had fun. a blast. Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. See, that was a great way to end the episode, right? We, we, yeah. I love, the, I love the pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, I hate myself for getting all those wrong. Every time. <laughs> um, but hey, you, but you redeemed yourself from an issue. You helped get Matt's five in 52 yeah, seconds. That is, really proud. That is the uh, the thing to beat. That's the time to beat. Damn. Uh, okay, so we, we had fun. Okay, before we go, hey, it's time for plugs. Um, oh, hey. Yeah. Uh, Manish, where can the people listening find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HippogriffWriter. Um, and also, I write occasionally for Talk From Society. Check out my Alfred Hitchcock column, Beginner's Guide. Awesome. Yes, do that, folks. Yeah. Absolutely. And Matt, what about you? As usual, you can find me on Twitter at TheRealMattC. You can also find me over on Letterboxd under the same name to see if I'm lying about what movies I've been watching. And you can find me over at uh, Talk Film Society, where I'm putting together a lot of great content for everyone. And it's a whole lot of fun. It is fun. Um, as for me, at Marcelo J. Pico. Uh, and also, hey, the podcasts I do, including this one, thanks for listening, uh, Colorado Streets, 
Well, you know, if you list all of your podcasts, uh, it's just going to take another <laughs> gonna hour. going to be here another... You know, look him up. Uh, Soderbergh 2828. <laughs> I'll say that. Soderbergh 2828. I'm proud of that one. We're, we're, I mean, we're, we're doing great work, I think. Um, but that's it. Okay. Again, Manish, thank you. It was fun. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It was yes. a lot of fun. And Matt, I think it's time to finish with our signature catchphrase. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks, and keep on watching. Yay.